Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of The Chat. Tonight, we are celebrating Pride Month uh, in 2022. It's going to be a lot like our Black History Month show. We're going to discuss the history of LGBT representation in soaps. We're going to discuss the present, the future. We're going to talk about it all. But before we get into everything, we are proud to welcome back returning guest co-host Emmy Morgan. Emmy, how you doing? I am fantastic. Thanks for having me back. Of course, it's so great to have you on a show like this, especially since you're a transgender creator. You're a wonderful actress and you just love people and you love love. And so thank you so much for being back with us. Oh, damn. Keep going. I mean, stop. That's so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, the love of my life, Rodrigo. How you doing? Love of my life. What is the what is the gay horse's favorite snack, Casey? Hey, hey y'all, how y'all doing? <laughs> it's Honey, not Friday, oh. <laughs> It's gonna be me sitting up with some chocolate pies. Is what it's gonna be. So. Oh, how you and doing? I'm, oh. I'm doing well, Dar. We it we don't sound the same out of the window. Williams shows. Oh, I can't. I can't mm. say that no more. It doesn't sound the same anymore. Well, you know what? We'll keep saying it though. We'll keep saying it. Who paying for that? Memory of Wendy live on. <laughs> Who paying <Well>, for that? <laughs> you better pay for that. Don't be saying that. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And Kevin Hunter don't own shit, so. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. Okay. But anyway, Alan, <laughs> I see you up there in that Zoom square. How you doing, darling? Doing well. I really appreciate you guys. I love talking to you guys. I'm being a little semel here. Alan. Oh, yeah, I love you guys. And I me too, I guess. Oh. Oh. Thanks, I guess. You sweet. Oh, I love you too. Oh, oh my God. Oh, no, hold on a second. Because I'm drinking water. I'm like, is he pulling the Jared Jackson? My water supply been poisoned. I'm going to put this aside. <laughs> but I nice We love you too, darling. And we love you too. Love you, Alan. Uh, you have love always been this. Michelle. Oh. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kendall. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wait, why are the Kendall Heart of the Podcast? What? Why are the Kendall Heart of the Podcast? Yes. <laughs> so now let's talk to Bianca. Chaz, how are you? Oh. <laughs> I was going to try to disguise my voice like Billy Abbott on no, I'm kidding. I'm doing Ooh. good. I'm <laughs> Uh, you sound like William Shatner. You're going to have an episode of this podcast about white privilege, even though you're Billy Abbott, a multimillionaire. Oh, no, you didn't. Wow. It's going to be that kind of night. Okay. I am great, wonderful, happy, and cooled off because it's been hot, but I am mm-hmm. wonderful. This is this is such a bad intro that I'm doing. Um, it takes, how are you? Let's just get the intro over with because this is. I, I'm here. I'm queer and ready to talk shit about some stupid ass soap Oh, and done some oh. stupid shit when it comes oh. to. Honey, but we're mostly here to try and celebrate. Damn. Wow. Oh, yeah. Look, we're going to talk about some stupid shit. Too. Going, 
Tick stay on that neck when it comes to the In the words of Portia, in the words of Portia, we're not you're not starting this with negativity, are you? <laughs> oh my god. I we could because I saw a scene today. I like to threw my TV through the window, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um and look, you know, tonight, um, I was prepared to even add some hot topics into this, but uh, it's, it's enough to do that on a regular show. I just want to celebrate these LGBT characters. Oh, queers, yeah. yeah. Let's just, let's get into some very gay stuff. It's about to get oh. very gay in here. Um, in there. <laughs> um, so anyway. This will not be popular in Ohio. Go ahead. Has Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's just, um, let's talk about the overall state. So we did this on our Black History Month show before we got into specifics. Let's talk about the overall state of LGBT representation on daytime soaps. Emmy, we'll start with you. Um, in addition to giving your overall thoughts on a scale of one to five, how would you rate representation overall um, across the board on soaps? And then what are your overall thoughts? Um, I'm going to give it a four um yeah i'm i'm glad we're there we need to not be trotted out for sweeps pariah or um trans visibility day um terry um we need we need better stories and not just to fill some sort of quota days of our lives um yeah i i yeah i do appreciate the, the attempts you know a bisexual love triangle with two fraternal twin siblings although as a mouthful it's it's nice but there's no meat it's chicken with no meat just the bone and i'm not loving it um, Taraya is lacking. I mean, that wedding was, it was okay. It was great. Everybody was involved, but at the same time, throughout the year leading up to that wedding, no one said boo to them, which was strange. Um, and poor Terry, that girl, <sighs> bless her little heart. But you collect that paycheck, Sandra, for as long as you can. Okay, girl? <laughs> That's all I got. I'm done. I think those are some good initial thoughts. Um, for me, overall representation, um, and this just doesn't mean, you know, how many characters are on. It can be overall, you know, stories, characters, whatever. I'm giving it a two and a half. Um, it's just the bold and the beautiful doesn't have anybody. And, you know, I'm tired of complaining about this being a show set in the L.A. fashion industry. How are there no gay characters? Um, and, you know, they got rid of their biggest character ever in the past decade, Maya, uh, who was trans. Um, the bold, uh, the young and the restless, excuse me, Taraya gets no storyline. Um, the wedding was great. I love the wedding. But it's like they're just making Mariah Cassie now. And that's not okay with me because the character had so much background and depth on her own. It's like when the whole Nick thing happened, that came across so forced because Nick doesn't interact with Mariah the rest of the year. So it's like, 
it, it seemed a little trotting out to me. It seemed a little, you know, check the boxes. And, um, and now they don't have any story. You know, we're headed into this adoption, but 10 bucks says it's the cleanest LGBT adoption that's ever happened in the history of the world. Um, and then on Days of Our Lives, um, yeah, it's so great to still be a stereotype over there. Um, you know, they have such a large realm of gay characters, but we're all stereotypes. We're either Ron Calabardi ripping off Michael Patrick King from the Sex and the City reboot with Craig, um, or we're Leo ripping off Nancy's wig, or we're Chandler Massey, Key King all the time and laughing yeah. it up. Or, you know, and I think Emmy's right in that the Johnny Chanel Alley stuff has kind of lost a lot of steam. Um, I'm interested in it still, but at this point, I really don't care as much as I did. Um, and then GH, oh my gosh. Cassandra James is actually a really good actress and mm -hmm. she deserves a lot more. And I, I was talking about this with Emmy today in that, um, or at least I think it was you, Emmy, um, that why wasn't, Amy just transphobic towards Terry? Why didn't mm -hmm. we just go there? And why didn't we actually make that a long-term story? And now Terry and Chet doesn't matter because the guy who plays Chet quit the show. So because he booked a pilot or something. So it's like, we're, we're there, but we're still very much the afterthought. And that's why it's getting a two and a half out of five for me. Uh, Tiggs, what about you? What's your rating for representation across the board? And then one. Overall thoughts. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, like you guys said, there's none on bold. Like, there was such promise with Maya. And then we know Brad Bell. He can just drop a story and, and turn on a dime, which can be a good thing or a bad thing. In this case, it was a very bad thing. Um you know, doing all that, writing Maya out and then writing her out just for her to break up off screen. What, what was the point of that? What, what was the point? Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, with GH, like Brad is pretty much just there to be Brit's sidekick and get, you know, the, the evil glares from Sonny and Carly and Michael here and there. Ooh, excuse me. And, you know, <laughs> because I'm seeing to treat him like a little bitch, you know, and that's it. You know, for him to drool over the latest straight guy, like him panting over truck nuts is just I'm like, Brad, you're 40. You're too old to be panting after some hot straight guy that's not a celebrity. Like, it's just <gasps> oh. uh, um, yeah, like we, we don't see Felix. There's nothing for Terry. Like, like I said in the spaces earlier, like Josh Kelly could have been a, a recast chick if you knew Chris Vanette was leaving instead mm -hmm. of some stupid ass uh, con artist that Dante ain't seen in 25 years. Like, this is it's stupid. And yeah, with days, Leo's return has been awful, god awful. The character's vile. I don't want to see him anymore after this. I want him to die. Mm. Ripping off Nancy's wig was. Gross. Mm -hmm. Drugging Sonny, making him think they slept together was gross. Him even joking about killing Abigail when we know he didn't do it, that was gross. Like, 
it's just bad. And then, like, you know, you have Will and Sonny, but with Chandler Massey having a real job, I mean, he can't be there full time. So we have to deal with Will skinning and grinning at Sonny once every three weeks when Chandler's available then. And then we got Sonny, you know, back running tight. And it's like, okay, all right, whatever. And yeah, the whole Ali Chanel Johnny triangle, the possession story messed that up. Yep. Like it, it threw the whole story off by a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Like if I, okay, if they would have just cut the possession story down, maybe by okay, say Johnny was only possessed for maybe six weeks or something like that, and you know by the time Chanel finds out she didn't slept with Allie and all that, and then she finds out she's pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Instead of like Johnny getting it, and then between him and Allie, the possession story goes on for another five fucking months. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the whole triangle was kind of at a standstill because you had Johnny possessed being a dickhead, not wanting Chanel, and then her and Allie kind of building a little something, something, and then Allie gets possessed, and then she shits on Chanel, and then Chanel almost sees the trip. It's just like, well, but damn it. Is she a woman or a peace pipe? Why'd y'all pass her around every damn by? It's just. Damn. And then by the time we got to like the sweep, sweep promo, like Johnny and Chanel in the hospital and him saying, I would have never left you. I'm like, that was so stupid. First of all, that couple is not that big for them to do the whole, oh, Johnny, I know if you were possessed by Satan, you would have never left me. Ooh. Like, they're nothing like that. They're not, you know, John and Marlena fight against all odds. It, honestly, like, they don't invest enough in the character of Chanel anymore, which is heartbreaking because it's like, it's there, but they don't deal with it. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. that whole thing of the characters just, it just exists. And I don't know. Yeah, and then like you said, with Mariah and Tessa, it's like we're mm. gonna get a halfway, we're gonna get an off-screen, clean, boring adoption story. They'll they'll probably have the baby just in time for Christmas. It'll be their Christmas miracle. The lesbians get their little baby. And it's just And then Mariah can be like, can we name it Cassie? Oh, oh Lord have And then you know, Sharon Case can get her Emmy reel about how great it's gonna be that the baby's name will be Cassie and Mm. I just better than just Bowie. Give <laughs> give these these characters something to do other than being talk to mm-hmm. and in little side stories that don't mean any fucking thing. Like I, it's not hard. Like Mm-mm. they could be doing so much with these characters. Mm-hmm. Just if you write it. They will come. Yes, you're going to have the homophobes and fuck them. These characters are popular. Yeah. You know, so do something with them. Nobody cares if Susie Schnigglebottoms doesn't watch The Young and the Restless anymore because she is upset with Mariah and Tessa. Bye, Susie. I was bigger than the hostage care anyways. Who cares? Well, and honestly... At a 3.5 for The Young and the Restless and a 1.7 for Days of Our Lives, what the fuck do they have to lose? Literally nothing. It's not like you're sitting at a 9 million and if, you know, 
Kevin kisses Sonny, Leo kisses Sonny, then oh my God, you're going to drop two million viewers. Mm. <laughs> like that shit doesn't happen, nor did it ever happen because, you know, it was so funny. They said that, you know, they wouldn't do them because viewers would hate it. And it's like every time the gays would, you know, go into another level of their storyline, all of a sudden your show goes up 90,000 viewers. Mm-hmm. So it's like it never even happened to begin with. Um, but Alan, let's go to you. What do you rate it overall and what are your overall thoughts? Two. There's too many goddamn tokens. They fucking rode out Lucas like he's fucking nothing, nothing under a hospital. After they recast him with that non-acting hot guy. <laughs> An old beautiful can't even have a fucking gay assistant for Brooke or something. In they fashion. totally give her some homo who worships her and schemes with her to get Ridge back. And we'd eat that shit up. Mm-hmm. We would. And Days, it's, it's, they could have done so much with Chanel, Johnny, and Allie, mm-hmm. but they had to invoke Satan in there and ruin it. The situation was already inherently dramatic. They did not need the devil. Mm-mm. It's so stupid. Ron is just his worst enemy sometimes. And Young and the Restless, they can't even bring on Tessa's mother to cause trouble mm-hmm. because they're too boring for that. They don't want to invest in her. She's just there to eat Ryan's pussy. That's all she does. Off screen, of course. Oh, except one time they were in bed together this year after they got married. Oh, thank you for that, Josh Griffin and Tony Marina, but okay. Very true, very true. I um, have a question. Why didn't they get married during Pride Month? Because one of the May sweeps numbers. Okay, yeah. but May 13th didn't even happen on May 13th. Well, that's because they had been pushed back already. Like they had filmed the episode to air on May 13th, but then they got pushed back by whether it would be soccer or senate hearings or you know shit that doesn't matter and shouldn't be on cbs at 12 30 in the afternoon um so it's yeah, just very part- telling that they have the gay couple get married during sweeps but not during pride because they well, wanted the, the ratings in may but didn't care about the gay people in june well, well no it's not even that and you're just like okay if you're having them get married during sweeps that means Soraya's popular, right? Mm. Give them a fucking story. We needed more of a lead up. Like, if, 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 if they had, you know, if they have this following and they're popular enough mm-hmm. to get a May Sweep's wedding, you give them a story. They could have kicked off the adoption story for Pride Month. Mm. This could be the beginning of the story. I had always suggested the story. Mm-hmm. They could have sore ass Lucy Romilotti. Lucy could have been pregnant and 16 and not wanting a baby. Her and Daniel agree that she's going to give the baby up, but Melon-ass Phyllis doesn't want her to. Let me tell you something. Your friend Casey over there said the same thing, and I'm going to tell you what I told him. Michelle Stafford said, I am not a great grandmother. You stop that. You stop it, Tiggs. She well, will look, not do that. She is not the one. Look, she might as well help, help oh. Daniel, Daniel 45. Oh. Now, Lucy, got, Lucy got to be 16 by now. She was born, uh, shit, 10 God, years ago. Here he goes with damn Daniel. I knew we was going to bring that shit up again. <laughs> Daniel. I knew it was coming. 
Sometimes you accept that they're old. Like Peter yeah. Bergman finally accepted he's old now. You can have a grown ass granddaughter. He's not forty anymore. Right. Yeah, I mean Michelle Stafford looks fucking amazing, but goddamn it. Yes. But- Phyllis is 60. Well, shit, yeah, Phyllis is 60. 60. Yeah, so it's just like, I mean, hell. Girl, we know know skin nations working, girl. We get it. It is. See, I use the refresh face wash. Yeah, skin nation works, baby, but it's okay for Phyllis to have a granddaughter. It's okay, baby. Uh, a great granddaughter. It'd be a great All right, told me to tell you she got a grandchild on that damn show. She's looking banging herself at 50 something years old. You better get with the program, okay? Play that grandma. Don't be that Christian Alfonso. Don't want to play grandmama. Don't want that girl Claire calling her grandma and shit on the screen and shit. No, bitch, you're a grandma. You're a grandma. Mm. Yeah, like my brother, my brother is 43, my brother is 43 years old and a grandfather himself. He's 43 years old. And a grandpa. Mm. It's okay. It's okay. Grandpa, grandpa's don't look. Okay, grandpa's don't look like. Alfonso said, "Look, damn it, I am only fifty. This little sixteen-year-old ass girl is not gonna be calling me no motherfucking grandma." It's okay. Grandparents don't look like what they used to do back in the day. Right. I look like what they used to back in the day. It's 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 a new. You know what I'm saying? So J Lo is grandma age. Just keep that in mind, y'all. She is. 52. Yeah. She is grandma age. Just keep that in mind. Oh, sorry. I thought Shit, we were talking about Virgos is a fucking grandma. Look at her ass. Come on. <laughs> sorry, I thought we were talking about beautiful people who could act. Sorry. Uh, um, anyway. Okay, you see, you see what all my children, Susan Lucci said not no, but hell no. Them kids never called her grandma. Never. They always be like, oh, your mom said your mom. Yeah. <laughs> they'd be like, Kendall, it's your mom at the door. And they'd be like, oh, thank you, Miranda. Oh. My sick mama. Oh, grandma. Come on. Now. I swear Why? to God, Claire one time Stop called Hope Aunt Hope. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and it's one of those things, you don't, I mean, it's 2022. You don't have to be called grandma. Like, right. I, mean, they, Nana. I mean, we know because of the story, but they have Harrison calling Diane Dee. Yeah, you know, which I think is yeah, Dee Dee. Yeah, and you know, my 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 homegirl, she's 32. She got three kids and her grandmother's like 70. They call her grandmother Gigi. They don't call her great granny. They call her Gigi. I think that's cute. Or yeah, my grandma Gigi. we call her mama. Oh, mama. Call mama. Grandma, whatever the fuck. You don't have to be grandma. You right. can make a Come on. Gigi. Anyway, let's but. let's get back on topic here instead of talking about the straight characters. Let's actually focus on <laughs> Oh that. yeah, but no, but that's what I meant though. Like <laughs> it, it could be just a good adoption story. For Mariah and Tessa, you know, Phyllis meddling and almost ruining the adoption. Michael Rosa, they cuss out Michelle Stafford like he always do. <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, Mariah and Tessa crying, thinking they ain't going to get the baby. And then Lucy goes into premature labor and the baby almost died. Like, they could do yeah. all types. And then, look, you have Kate sing one of those beautiful ass songs that make me cry every time. And she gets an Emmy for original song like she did a few weeks Damn, Tiggs, what happened next? I'm invested. What <laughs> <laughs> need Sheila to show up and steal a baby? I know Sheila steal that baby. Oh, Sheila needs to show up and because that's her. She'll she'll say, "Oh, well, um, Daisy is my daughter." She'll finally claim her, and that makes Lucy my granddaughter, and this is my great grandchild. So I want this baby. That would That'd be, be nice. interesting. When has she mm-hmm. had a vocal fried like that? Yeah, when okay. she hangs out with Lily Winters. <laughs> <laughs> Said what I said, oh, and I ain't changing it. 
Anyway, um, <laughs> Rodrigo, let's go to you on a scale of one to five overall for representation and then your overall thoughts. Um, I'll be a little nice. Representation, I'll give them a three because we at least we see these characters on our screens. But I give them a zero just for the story because um, the story is horrible. Um, bold, like everyone says, you are my number one target because you should know better. You are a gay ass show set in fashions in fucking LA and you had none, one gay character on that show. You couldn't get, Brooke, like Brooke can't have like a, a good Judy or something like some something, something. No gay nothing. There's no gay anything on that show. And that's, that's a sin. That is a sin before God that the Bold and Beautiful has not had a show about fashions with no fashions, by the way, a show about fashion. <laughs> Ooh. That's another problem. See, that's that's why you know that straight people are running that damn fashion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that clothing <laughs> they got these people with. Uh-uh, horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. <laughs> anyway, uh, my, um, you had a gold, you had a gold mine there, but, you know, now you run into problems. You can't bring back Carla Mosley in 2022 to I play a trans character. I mean, we, that's, no, that's, that's, I ain't busy, yeah. honey. Hold Let's on. be real. Hold we got friends. Real quick, that I is agree. why Carla left. So we do have to give credit to her. We're credit. I'll give her credit. Mm -hmm. He Thank said you know, Carla she, has to be played by a trans woman. It has to be. Thank a trans you, Carla, for letting me get yeah. pay my bills. But the bowl is beautiful. They won't do it. They can't, don't even have. They don't even have any gay character. I don't know. Mm -hmm. They won't do. It. I don't understand. Well, I don't know. I I never understand. Their gay character is Vinny throwing himself in front of the Honey, their gay character is Zendaya. I was just ready to say they already, they kind of got one. They have one that'll work. You can start getting that Thomas. I think Thomas. No, that ain't going to work. Which could have worked if you actually played that story of him actually like being not having some psycho obsession, but actually in love with Thomas secretly. He does not know how to show that. Not him going out in the fucking road to go kill himself because he, uh, okay. He gonna got yeah. my blood pressure out of chance. Um, Sorry. No. Sorry. <laughs> General Hospital. Mm. Y'all try out Terry, that poor girl, Terry. Y'all don't try her out for Asian month. And fucking <laughs> Trans awareness. They cover all the bases. They with do. Her. They cover all. They age cover all her, her, all her ethnicities, everything. About, <laughs> mm -hmm. about Straight man. hair, mom. Every woman. It's all in her. Who would think? Right. Okay, Alan. If we didn't know that, the title of the podcast is "I'm Every Woman." Is all if her. we, yeah, <laughs> if we didn't know better, you. Terry was a star of General Hospital and she mm -hmm. would get all the damn stories and then she would get all this representation and all this. No, they tried out, they tried out that poor girl and uh, she does it. What's her name again? Oh, Cassandra James. Cassandra James, baby. Cassandra James is a team player. She, knows she is. Because if it were me, <laughs> I'm not trying to, you're not going to use my face. You know, I ain't getting no story on this show. Like that's, come on. Yeah, Let me play. tell you something. I'll be up there. Y'all fired Ingo. I want you got extra money now. You better play me. You better play me. <laughs> I want a story. 
and then what obsessed me about GH is they have the character. Like Felix Dubois mm-hmm. was my favorite mm-hmm. gay character. He was like a gay black man mm-hmm. in Port Charles. You, mm-hmm. you could have played so much with that character that it was right there for you. No, they tried him out to sell cosmetics <laughs> to be at people's bedsides in the hospital. Not Susan Lucci. <laughs> um, the male you know version of Mary Kay. Such a great character, and you had that right there. Felix, Lucas, and Brad. Like you had mm-hmm. that. That triangle could have been going on years. Multi play that racial off, but... characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, when Ron tried to put that with the threesome, they were going to do a threesome and all that. I remember that. Oh, we had it so good back then. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Damn, just, you over there, Rodrigo taking you to church. You're like, mm-hmm. he, mm-hmm. Ron the ball. Lord said, Ain't loud enough for the people in the back of the church, Pastor. (laughs) Brad is a two. He rich fag hag twenty four seven and talking about fashions and dating and shit. Is that Brad? He got out of jail just to do this. Like I thought we're gonna get somewhere with the wolf. Like I want Brad and his own story with the wolves and all that shit. Pity parties with Brett over dick. She only sucks once. One time. It was one night dick, and she's still carrying her on about damn Jason. It's My like, girl. Well, Brad, Brad, honestly, if Brad was a real gay man, he'd say, "Oh, he would cuss her a long time." He would he say, would "Get the fuck over it." He would say, "Come on." <laughs> I don't he know. Maybe say, Jason didn't have unvaccinated dick. Felt good. I don't know. She just. Oh, please, are you t- that shrunk up raisin? Felt <laughs> that shrunk up raisin. They should move Brad over to Bold and Beautiful. Can you imagine him and Brooke? Him and Brooke would be fire. And you had that hot Ryan Carnes and you replaced him mm-hmm. with that big old... Oh, my God, Ryan Carnes. Oh, oh, he know where he is. Oop. He didn't know where he was on a soap set. They and we replaced the man. A, we didn't even get in and out. We had the... It for no story. For no reason. three minutes for of that no. episode for me to figure out that was Lucas. <laughs> that was Lucas. And if they, did, they didn't even give him a proper um exit, like, you know, Lucas is working at another part... Uh, uh, on another floor in the hospital. I'm like, what? And Lucas and, just isn't anybody. Like, that's nope. what Lucas, you know, this is that's Lucas Bobby's Jones. child. Yeah, that like, bought on the damn black market, bought that like, baby. Like, mm. you just have him working in a different wing of the hospital and gave Austin his current job. Like, what? And they mm. dropped the story with Lucas's point of view about the whole Wiley thing. That that Lucas was that boy's father. That's what from kills me. Here. Why is Lucas not being worked into this custody? Is not in this. Why is Brad and Lucas not? Because honestly, that's who Wiley really belongs with is Lucas. That's mm-hmm. why they have not brought his point of view on this. I'm like, why? Ridiculous, ridiculous. Age. Days, days. I get you know, gays of our lives. You have all these gays on there: Leo, Will, Sunny. But it's all cartoon hijinks. It's all play for you know laughs and one-liners and fucking oh look at us we are oh we are cool we have these gays doing really gay shit and i'm like (laughs) all right right like i get it like you're funny haha yeah leo i know leo probably you in real life i don't know that's who you want to be uh but like i just Mm-mm. I just mm-hmm. don't like that. But like Kate said, Leo's the most disrespectful people. thing he did was rip off that woman's wig. When he did that, oh, I audibly gasped. Yeah. That was so that was disrespectful. Like, 
It's ridiculous, ridiculous. Mm. And then mm. Chanel, mm. I love my Chanel. That, that chocolate queen mm-hmm. in the middle of this triangle with these damn milk toast twins. Um, um, yeah, it's it's gotten a little stale for me. Why did it have to incorporate the devil in it? That was very telling. Um, it's just. It just it just baffled me. I didn't get that part. I didn't know why they did that. It was a plot point for me. And honestly, <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna say it. I think it's also a little bit under hint of racism into the storyline because mm. so she can only Chanel can only be around white characters in love stories, and both of her white love interests get possessed and then do awful no good Nick things to her. Like that's mm-hmm. just something to marinate on for a second. And you got that hot, sexy feel, right? Okay, bye. Um, anyway, uh, oh yes, oh, nice oh, ass and like, the good lips, and good lips. hair. He's so lips. sexy. He got a oh, big mm, butt too. Mm. Mm. But lips, all that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Um, young and restless. Ooh, that's oh. anger. That's what I think about Mariah. Is Snorfest, but they're just they're boring. They I've never like got the point of those two together. The only time those two had a semblance of a storyline was when Mariah was was cheating on uh, Tessa with that other chick, and then that could have been some hot shit that they. I just was dropped. so interested. They mm-hmm. dropped that so quick. I was like, that's yeah. the only interesting thing that ever happened to this damn couple, and you just drop the shit. And then I gotta see this fucking stupid seventies wedding that I didn't sign up for. That shit was so lame. I'm sorry. It was lame. It was lame as shit. I liked the wedding. No, it was lame. Are we not going to talk about the fact that Mariah, Tariah, was all over Abby's plantation baby storyline, but then nobody said poop be hair to poor Mariah and her damn wedding. She had to trot out Nick. Nick, you're like a father to me. Bitch, stop lying. Well, that's the thing. Mariah... Mariah was the surrogate and mm-hmm. they didn't say no back to Mariah about, you know, when Abby left the baby with Devon or, nope. you know, like, I'm sorry, I'm so over Devon's point of view with that baby. I want to hear mm-hmm. Mariah's point of view. The woman that actually carried that baby, who gives a shit that Devon shot some into a cup at, you know, Memorial and, Hospital. I'm going to say something I probably, I don't Uh-oh. care. At Uh-oh. Robert one. No more adoption stories for these gay guys. I hate them. I don't like no adoptions. Yeah. It's always some kind of like issue sort for mm. fucking gay characters. I'm like, can we just be, can we just be like the rest of them straight motherfuckers on the damn time? Like we, we do the same shit too. We nasty. We can be villains. We, you know, we want romance. We want this, that. We want like, yeah, why baby can't, rabies. Why can't Lindsay, why can't Lindsay come back and be the Ashley Abbott to Mariah's Nikki and Tessa's Victor. You know what I mean? Like, why can't we play the same? Right. Do something why can't we get do with the other characters? They're not why creative enough. It's gotta be always the issue. It has to be an issue of the week. Adoption, or you know, can we get married? And all this. I don't want to see that. Like, and, and these characters are in their twenty. You think they care about having kids at their age and shit? Like, no. come on now, stop it. Brian Tessa in their thirties, and they what? are lesbians. We all know lesbians get married. Oh. We already know they meet on a Tuesday. That's a fucking U-Haul pulling up by Thursday evening. Well, no, remember that kids. marriage made sense. Remember when Brian's bi and have her fuck Kyle get pregnant? 
Cool. Ugh. No, I'm done with that too. We just don't no. exist to get the straight characters' children. Um, you know, like oh, Will. No more kid. No more pregnancy. You no, know, Will that was. Will was right. sucking dick on a Thursday and impregnating Gabby on a Friday. Mariah is sexually fluid. We've had I to mean, pull ra- up. No, I would rather do, do that. They just give us kids. We, like, we want damn kids. But yeah, I'm done with that. Like, yeah. I, and I, I like her and Kyle as friends. Like that friendship is very cast. Yes. You know, well, no, well, she doesn't have to sleep with Kyle. Kyle. Like, it, it, it could be somebody else, but. Well, yeah, it could no, be Devon. Oh, hell no. No, because okay. they'll, 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 no, because it'd be either that or an adoption story, or we'll just get what happened to Bianca and one of them will get brutally raped in the mm. I don't yeah, want to like, see sexual sex of a rape. We're not ovens for straight people's children on mm-hmm. soap operas or in real life. And my yes. thing is, is like the only kind of bisexual story I was interested in that they royally fucked up was Tessa being married to that rock star in her past. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, mm-hmm. we don't and know anywhere about Tessa's past and it went nowhere. Tanner or whatever. And then, Tanner, was. thank you. And then, you know, like Tessa and Mariah have had a potential stalker that went nowhere. Like the person mm-hmm. who threw the brick through the coffee house, which I was pretty sure was Anna, by the way, they were kind of underpinning it. Um, we've had... Mariah sleep with somebody and she was forgiven in two minutes. Um, we've had Tessa's uh, husband. We've had shit. It's not even discussed anymore. The fact like Tessa's just okay that her new mother-in-law kidnapped her just three years ago. Mm-hmm. Because Tessa well, did blackmail laugh. So she kind oh, of had no, it coming. But that's, they haven't played that at all. Like nope. Mariah was just okay with Mariah has had zero feelings about Tessa blackmailing her mother and her twin sister's uh, adoptive grandmother and you know Nikki leaving that bitch out in the woods of Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> she so sure did with a bottle of water. <laughs> he was like, "Get the fuck out of my car, beep beep, bitch." And you know Tessa. The bottle of Avion. Lord, I will never forget when Kate Fair. I like Kate Fairbanks, but baby, you didn't know where you were that day when you know you climbed out of that car. She didn't know where she was for the first couple of years. But she all she did was she Rihanna. stood in the middle of the forest and she went. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, moral of the story is no, I'm fucking over that. We do not exist to have straight people's babies. Yes, that no. is that is why doesn't like- Crystal have their baby? With crashy mom, that ain't that ain't that ain't dramatic enough for me. If if it can't be Lucy Romilotti, I'd rather. Well, be, no, it's dramatic no. if Alice comes to kidnap the baby. You know? Oh Lord! Oh Alice! Oh, yeah, Lord. yeah. That's the trash. Well, bring the cult back. Yeah, bring, the, but make it more dangerous for the love of God, please. Because when Alice was like, I'm gonna take Ian your Ward running around, I'm on Twitter. I don't want to see Ian Ward. Let's give Ian Ward a, a new son who's after Mariah. Mm, Damn. Lord. Or if you want to tie it back, get some hunky Asian guy who's actually connected to the person who ran the actual cult. <laughs> um, mm. You know, Simu Lee or whatever that woman's name was. Um, yeah. the guy. I'm gonna go real quick because Casey forgot about me. So, <laughs> oh, oh, God, yeah. Oh, go okay. Look at me. No, no, because I mean, all chat got to talk about the Warner Bowl. So, don't worry. I got two shows to talk about. I got easy shit. Yeah, no, that's okay. Y'all already you said it. You get a soap and a half. Go right ahead. Right. Well, y'all already said everything. I I agree with everything everybody has said. Um, 
My overall rating is a two. Um, I was going to give him a one and a half, <laughs> mainly because I'm only oh, because talking about one show. because that's the amount of soap you watch. <laughs> you mm. got one more time to say that. I'm going to cut your ass out. But anyhow, uh, Over here saying I forgot show. about you when we were still talking about Rodrigo's part. All this reading. This read. Oh, Lord Jesus. Sorry. Anyhow, no, on the Young and the Restless, I mean, I can't really get mad that Tessa and, and um, what's that child name? Mariah. Mariah. Mariah are boring <laughs> is because the whole show is boring. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a yeah. symptom of the writer. That's a good you know, it's, it's a yeah. symptom of the writer. The rest of the show ain't popping. It was popping when Diane came back, and that's mm-hmm. the only reason why I watch to this day. Um, it's just they don't know how to they don't know how to write soap. You know, I think that's the reason why they are boring because they just don't know how to write soap. A head writer at least don't. So um, I would have liked, you know, it would have been interesting. We, we had a touch of Adam being gay years ago. Mm-hmm. And I would have yeah. liked for at least one of the Newmans to be a little bit sexually fluid. Right. So we could have a little bit more interesting storyline because that would give us a little bit of insight of what happened in Las Vegas with Chance. And because, you know, his daddy gay anyway. So, you know, it would have been interesting to see at least that with that show, but we got nothing. Oh Lord, I'll oh, never forget. Now, now, now see you know, now see now I, now chance, that's good. I would have rather them being over there cat licking in Vegas other than what they was gonna have them doing. Well honey, it wouldn't have been cat licking. Um oh yeah uh, you know my Adam, people are even, well you know what I mean Adam is a little Adam you let Rafe go down on you Nikki saw yeah. that shit Nikki, that's <laughs> oh yeah, when my Nikki walked in, memory, and she goes, oh, she walked in on Rafe going down on Ray on, or did Adam go down on Rafe? Or Rafe went down. Adam? Rafe Honey, went we down. know it was oh, Rafe going down. Someone went down. Don't you be acting and like it was yes. never. It was like we never, we never knew. It never <laughs> happened, you know. And mm-hmm. and it would be interesting yeah. to have. At least I was bold. That the was bold at the time um, to do that. Adam that got a little bold. sugar in his tank. We all look know at that. all the. Uh, sexual underpinnings they played with Kyle and Theo. I know. Let me t- yeah, tell y'all something. That would have been easy to write as well. I Go used ahead. to talk to uh, Tyler, and I said to Tyler, "I said, you and uh, you and Kyle hook up." He's like, "No, but that's how I play it." And I said, "I could tell y'all was fucking in New York, won't you?" He's like, "Nah, nah, nah." Dude, they could have done something. That would have well, been they, I mean, they have so many opportunities. Hell, they did. Moses is an opportunity they could take. Because he's Bring boring as fuck. He's what they ain't shit going on with him and that little girl. Nobody said that. They did all the close stuff. They ain't doing shit. They ain't doing shit. They ain't doing shit. Him and Faith be over there playing Canasta while the Mary Tyler Moore show is playing on me TV. Faith is doing his nails and his pedicure and manicure. They're hanging out. Okay. You're going to get a look next week. Faith going to give him a set of braids. <laughs> That's what's going on. They're going to be watching. They are Kiki. Okay. Oh, That's my God. Y'all are too boy. much. Okay. He going he gonna, he gonna, to get a, um, he gonna get a cock comb. What they need to do, they need to age Connor up and then have him kiki in with Moses, okay? Do something like bring a little boy in there and so Moses can then talk to his uh, his, his, his uncle. Be like, I'm feeling this way. 
you know, and have them struggle with it for a little bit. Give them kids something to do. These kids are different than 80s, 90s. He could be pansexual. Play this. Mm -hmm. They play this. This is how, this is their generation. Yes. This is how they are. You're you're exactly right. Both of y'all, like, Emmy, you hit it right on the head. Like, Mm -hmm. what if they brought on, you know, a young trans character? You know, it's a trans male. Uh-huh. And finally, you know, you know, a trans male mm-hmm. and 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 hell, it even got to be Moses. It could be face. Face just like who that your name, your name used to be Sarah. <laughs> oh, the name And face is just like it could be one of the girls who was bullying her two years ago. And now uh-huh. comes out as trans. Thank you. Yeah, so he's not gonna write that because he's too he's boring and straight. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's not. I know he's Joe not, Shelby. Saying, there's so many things they could do with it. Hell, they could have somebody from Nate's past come back and be like, "Hey, remember I was in, in school with <gasps> no, no, and they look do Nate's past because Lord, oh my god, for the first two years of Nate coming back on, oh, I'm so upset about Carolyn. I'm like, what thirty year old is dating somebody named Carolyn with a nine inch? <laughs> like, oh, what if the girl in London that Noah was with was trans? Carolyn. That could be, there's so many yeah, different things be, they could do, but they're scared. Even, you know, I'm they not scared doing nothing. Of, I'll play it. They're scared of middle America. They're scared of Tennessee. They're scared of Kentucky. Right. They're scared of Texas in order to I do that on the show. They've done it for years. What if Lily's daughter, Maddie, comes home with a gal on her side from college? Um, because let me tell you. Ready? I think it would be so great if uh, Ready? Maddie was a lesbian. So. Maddie, you're a lesbian. Oh my gosh, I'm so supportive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would rather see the son. I forgot his name. Nelson. Nelson no. can come back. And, oh, and Charlie? You know, Charlie. Noah Alexander Gary. What's that damn boy? That boy named Charlie. Nelson, Noah Charlie. Alexander Gary, who played Charlie. Let me talk about Bo for a minute. Oh, Bo is them stupid. kids is 27 years old now. <laughs> yeah, they, they got car payments. No, I don't, I, don't need, <laughs> I don't need Charlie back on my screen because remember when that guy kissed his girlfriend and he goes, What is wrong with you, you flying jock strap? Like, you know, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that were written Whoa. for him. He did not do nothing wrong. I don't. I don't need there's, that. Guy. There's nobody Chaz, black right there. Who you about saying about Bo? Well, he's only I, part. I, Bo ought to be ashamed of themselves. He only part Bo black. is a mm. damn fashion. Mm. You said it. We, it's a, a fashion, fashion show. So no about fashion with no fashion, and it's set in L.A. Mm-hmm. You're you're in fucking L.A. and you can't have. No gay character on there. You can't nah, you man, have one no so for years now. Nobody, not one. yeah. The only character, but the only LB, LGBT character they've ever really had well, was Karen. Well, who? Karen. Oh, yeah, Karen. Karen. I forgot. Yeah, Karen. Oh, and Jared from I Own Fashion. I always thought Saul was gay. Always. No, I no, always no, thought no, he was no, gay. Saul, Saul, like, I think yeah, Saul the most the beautiful family. has had Karen, Danielle, and Maya, which we'll get to later because I, I Oh, yeah. Because yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah but they haven't, like, that they do not have a mainstay character on that show with the rich history of characters that we got over 30 years of people mm-hmm. on that show. It's easy. It's the easiest damn thing to write. 
Mm-hmm. Hell, they could easily make Zendaya and have him like Carter. Yeah, so pretty easy, honey. Oh, live for it. Easier than you think. Or, or they, they could have just they could have made Thomas bisexual, and that would I explain mean, why he had this obsession with hope. Exactly. I don't think that would actually agree to play that. He's a bit bad. Oh guy. yeah, I forgot he's a bit conservative. Yeah. Dude, I love that. You are an actor, God damn Thank it. You. you are on a show. If oh, you, you know, are, I don't if care about that either, either, but you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I know there's some people that be like, well, it's against my beliefs, blah, 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 blah. What well, that's why Chris Egan left The Young and the Restless. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's been heard from sex. I guess, I guess it yeah. does. Allegedly. I guess the actor the right to say yes or no to a storyline. But if they want to play it, fine. You got so many other people that could put on there. To that are mainstay characters on the show. Hell, yeah. after you recast Zenday, make him gay. There's so many different things that you can do on the show that'll make it interesting. You're not, you, you are the, they are the best show that could do it well. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they just refuse. And it, it's weird. At this point, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Like that, you can tell it's just something that they have that they just don't that Brad just does not want to do. And it doesn't make any sense because he got awards for the transgender storyline that they did. Many awards, kudos, people were talking about them and I'm pretty sure the ratings went up during that time as well. So you can do it. It's just, I don't understand why he doesn't Yeah, the ratings were the highest they had been since 2007 through 2008. Don't tell them that. I think he just didn't want to piss off the third world countries. That's why he doesn't do it. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. We all know point. how Brad is. Like over the last decade, advice yeah, for those Europeans. Yeah, yeah. He, he caters more to the. <laughs> I tell you what, them episodes just wouldn't be shown because I can distinctly remember um, Margot. Her mm-hmm. on As the World Turns, her brother was gay, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he was dying of AIDS. And I distinctly remember her pulling the plug on that. This was in 19 damn 84, 83, somewhere around in there. You mean to tell me in 2022, we so scared of doing storyline about gay people that we can do it better in the 80s? And it's so funny. In the 80s and the 90s, they seemed more realistic. And can, yes. we're saying something we're not saying this but we should be saying this these two of these shows are written by out gay men yep the fuck it doesn't make sense it doesn't make any sense to me it doesn't make oh, any sense josh, to me it over is the time on, of the caricature josh griffith is straight unfortunately hold on i'm supposed to believe that oh yeah. and uh, oh I'm one of the GH oh. and I'm supposed to believe the GH boys, yeah. Please, I'm gonna need well, some receipts, honey. I'm gonna... the thing about it is, is that I guess my point is, is that it's I like it's no. a regression mm-hmm. going on. It's that. like we are so afraid to write for our LGBTQIA uh, characters. We are so afraid to write for our black people. We're so afraid mm-hmm. to write for our Asian people. It's just like it's ridiculous. People are people. Write the damn story, give it to the actors, cast appropriately, and you'll have a show. Right. It's not hard. No. This is why daytime cannot move forward. We are moving. Yep. We continue to move backwards because we just cannot move forward. And you've seen these primetime streaming shows that take 
from, and I've been saying this for you, they take from soap operas mm-hmm. and they spin it off on their own. They are writing inclusive storylines. They are writing diversity. They are writing gay characters. There are more gays on damn streaming TV right now than, than anything, ever yeah. before. And daytime still does not get it's the oldest genre. Let's, in, let's it's the oldest look. genre and you still are playing backwards. You are still cowering to the Midwest and those Facebook viewers. You are still cowering, afraid. You, like Casey said in the space, we have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. You have nothing yeah, to you, lose with your viewers you, right now. You're doing better. You than have than to take. You're doing better than the CW. You're doing better than the CW shows, like yeah. Brady. Yeah. Like, well, honey, everybody is. I mean, everyone oh, is. Bro- Brody, <laughs> like look, Brody's like at his school was watched by more people than Dynasty season yeah. five. Exactly. Yeah. But they mm-hmm. got to act like it's not just these hair writers either. It's these network execs, and it's 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 the the execs at the shows. It's like like you know. That's why the first time Leo was around, that's why they allegedly wrote Leo out because Albert Alarm's bitch ass allegedly thought the character was too gay. Like shit like that. Or maybe Josh has said something just that you know CBS and their network notes. They can't mm-hmm. leave shit alone. Well, because you know, I'm pretty be sure because I'm sure Josh, out of three and a half years, <laughs> Josh had, had at least a handful of good ideas. Mm-hmm. But no, you got that conservative bitch that's over there. And Josh has that that Viacom installed, and she mm-hmm. shoots down every fucking thing. You take your bitch ass over to Hallmark and all that. You're <laughs> watching a fucking soap opera. You got Margot well, Mar- Mar- Wayne just, just sitting up there. Margot Wayne is a figurehead at this point. She don't do shit. I'm just mm. like, and then Steve Kent, he, all he doing is counting pennies. He just want to make sure shit balances <laughs> out. Tony Marina, how many sets we got? Oh, not two cents between the three of them. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, let's, let's. Well, no, I was just—I just want to make this point really quick. Go, go ahead, Chaz. Uh, well, no, because I, I, I didn't get a chance to say it. But no, I just wanted to say, like, we have to take a look at the progressiveness, even on primetime television. If you take uh-huh. a look at the highest-rated comedy that's been nominated for so that's been nominated for many, or probably will be nominated for many Emmys this year, Abbott Elementary. One of their main characters is gay and is a white man, and he and his boyfriend is a black guy. And it's just like you take Hacks, one of the most critically acclaimed TV shows out right now. Their main character, one of their main characters on that show is gay. This is like, but they are interwoven into storyline, and well, we honey, care about what the fuck is going Hacks, on. It's not just one because um, you know, oh, yeah, it's two. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right. And uh, yeah, child, I thought yeah. it was free because child. I thought Jimmy was gay for a minute. I was like, oh, oh yeah, you've yeah, got, yeah. Well, you've got, um, you know, um, oh, Lord Jesus, Hack's been gone off the air three weeks and I can't remember any characters. I mean, like I said, you got Ava. All Ava of Hacks is gay. Fuck, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, you know, <laughs> right. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like you said with Abbott Elementary, hell, I didn't even realize Jacob was gay until like the fourth episode and then he actually said he was gay. You right. know, I just thought he was I just a little corny. I thought he was a little corny ass white boy. But but that's the right. point though. Jacob is a person. You know what I'm saying? They didn't make they didn't exactly. make that his whole identity. You know what I'm saying? You know, Jacob is just a, a quirky, fun little white boy who just happened like, to be gay. Notice that other characters were not surprised he was gay. They were shocked he had a black boyfriend. Right. So, but then, right. Like, and then right. And then Abel was just like, oh, I forgot. Black people can be annoying too. Yeah. <laughs> and wasn't that? <laughs> 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 
wasn't that so refreshing to see though that it was a shock that he was dating a black guy, not a shock he was gay. Like it's a sitcom in two right. thousand. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, one the shock that that his boyfriend was, was a little chunky. You know, it was oh damn he right. But what he yeah. seeing Jacob? Well, then he, he was, 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 was giving you his. He like he liked that chocolate though. He wanted he applied to Morehouse and all that shit. He wanted exactly. to That's why he was giving you his all season. He gave, he gave you his all season. They gave yeah, you a little hints but, like, but they didn't make it a big deal when it was revealed. They were like, oh, yeah, it was we that. Well, I guess, <laughs> and I, I, my, my, Casey, I guess the point that I was trying to make is, is that something's reversed, whereas soap operas were giving us these types of storylines in the totally. 80s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Now, they're, they're, it's regressed to now they're taking their ideas from primetime and from streaming and things of that nature when it used to be the other way around. And that's the problem is, is that you have writers, you have network execs, you have the notes department of these network execs saying, no, you can't do this. We don't want to see this. Instead of letting them write the fucking show. And that is the problem well, that I've seen, at least at CBS, is the reason why some of these things get off the ground and we get 10 years of three people in the same damn storyline. Mm-hmm. So, oh, well, and, 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 in certain cases like, and in certain cases like that, Brad Bill don't get enough network. Okay, that's great. I've been trying to transition for 20 minutes now. But anyway, let's talk about- Sorry, uh, I'm done now. No, I'm just playing you guys. Um, Let's talk about the overall history of LGBT representation. Um, There have been 57 LGBT characters in the history of US soap operas. All My Children has had the most. um, And it's been kind of rocky though. Um, the first ever out character was Lynn Carson, who was portrayed by Donna Pascal in All My Children from 1982 to 1983. She was also All My Children's first homosexual character overall, uh, but she was never given a love interest. Um, in November of 1983, Gail Schister of The Inquirer wrote this. When ABC's All My Children approached Donna Pascal about playing daytime television's first admitted lesbian, Her immediate reaction was bravo. I thought, isn't that wonderful, says Pascal, nervously picking at her cheese omelet at a fashionable Midtown restaurant. I was surprised that it hadn't been done before since all my children cover so many controversial subjects. It's always fun to create a role and it's even nicer to be a first. Um, Lynn comes to Pine Valley to start fresh after a long relationship with a woman, says Pascal of her character. She's well-adjusted, successful, a very real person. I'm making sure she is, and so are the writers. She's just as colorful as anyone else. Originally, Pascal wanted to do a guest shot on the New York-based soap opera for the chance to work with her boyfriend of two years, Jason Kincaid, who plays handyman Sam Brady on the show. Um, In May, however, All My Children producer Jackie Babin called Pascal and told her that if she was still interested in the role, it would require a lot more time. Babin wanted a commitment of at least three months. Pascal could only promise eight weeks. By January, she hopes to begin work in one of two network sitcoms currently in development. So, Tiggs, let's talk about All My Children overall. From Lynn Carson in 1982 to Michael Delaney, played by Chris Bruno, Kevin Sheffield, portrayed by Ben Jorgensen, Brad Phillips, uh, by Daniel McDonald, of course, Bianca Montgomery, uh, Sarah Livingston, Frankie Stone, Maggie Stone, uh, Lena Kudera, Zoe, Reese Williams, Marissa Tasker. 
talk about all my children having the most LGB representation out of any of these daytime soaps. Tiggs, what are your thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts on how all my children presented that overall through its 41 years? Well, I mean, we all dedicate the queen. Agnes fucking Nick. She knew what buttons to push. She knew what boundaries to push. Like she wanted Landview and Pine Valley to represent real life. And shout out to Donna Pascal, always love her. Um, they were handled pretty decently over I mean, their their only fuck up was Zarf. Mm. <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. Was that and, and, then, and, and, and then the whole Reese bullshit. Because mm-hmm. like, but you know, and just and Bianca was handled beautifully. I vividly remember those scenes. Like they're, them being in, in inside of Erica's big, pretty house when they had a budget. <laughs> and, 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 and Bianca on, had on that slip with tears in her eyes, her mascara when she's like, mom, look at me. And Erica just like, look, Bianca, I ain't got time for this. You act cool <laughs> at that party. <laughs> and she's like, look at me. And, and it, it was just some of the most powerful television I had ever seen. I remember watching those scenes with my mom. And, and it was like, it was real because I was starting high school and getting ready to, well, I mean, for me, it was just always, my whole family was just like, so what time we going to rail up? Mm-hmm. Like, it was just one of them things, it was just like, oh shit, we need to do that. But yeah, but you know, so well, no, it wasn't as dramatic as Bianca's was, but it still resonated with me and, you know, her, her close relationship with Laura and, you know, Lesbianca, Greenlee just being vile <laughs> and <laughs> what she went through at high, in high school and everything with Maggie and Lena and, uh, and the rape and Erica, you know, slowly coming to terms, but, you know, Leo being there for her right off the back Jack being there for her. And then in the midst of all that, her learning that Travis died. And, you know, there were, there were so many layers with Bianca. Like, I see why Eden Regal quit back in 2005 because they wrote the shit out that girl five years straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they like, whoo, she was carrying that show on her motherfucking back. Yes, she was. Um, like, she, she deserved that Emmy. I think that was one last time I screamed at Emmy when she won in 2005. Um, I think when it comes to gay characters, all my children handled it the best. Like I said, yes, we had the, the bullshit with Reese and the, the soft bullshit. But overall, I think out of all the soaps, they handled it the best, you know? So, you know, one of, hmm? and you know, one of the biggest stories before Bianca was, of course, the story of Michael Delaney. Um, Michael Delaney was a respected veteran of the Marines, a basketball coach and high school history teacher. He was loved by nearly everyone in town until they found out more about his sexual preference. Michael came out about being gay to his history class and found that the citizens of Pine Valley were not as accepting as he thought they would be. 
With the help of his brother-in-law, Trevor Dillon, Michael successfully won a court case against the Pine Valley School Board who wanted him off the job because they feared that he would teach his lifestyle to his students. So Tiggs, let me ask you this. We're seeing this happen now. Literally a story that was played from 1995 to 1977 is just as relevant now. How does that make you feel in the relation to this predating Bianca and then in relation to relating this over 20 year story to now? It just goes to show the more things change, the more they stay the same. You know, there have always been bigots, homophobes, racists. It's just that over time, political correctness kind of had people kind of disguising that and masking. But with the current political climate, it's allowed these people to show their ugliness, just like they showed their ugliness 30, 40 years ago. They're more open with it now than, you know, then like when the 90s came and everybody wants to be hip and politically correct. You know, it's almost an about face. And like, you know, Agnes Nixon, she paid attention to what was going on in the world. You know, she watched TV, you know, she, she read the papers, and, different articles and stories and she just lived life in new people so you know she was like well fuck it i want to do this like even with bianca's coming out story like agnes consulted on that like if their campaign's always gonna come out it's gonna get done right and it was that was one thing agnes would step out of retirement she didn't give a fuck if she didn't um, own the show no more if something groundbreaking was gonna happen and she needs to step out of retirement oh she's gonna step back into that studio like uh-uh <laughs> let, me see that, let me see that script. Let me see that script. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know. So talking further. Oh, go ahead, Tiggs. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. So talk, uh, Tiggs is like, let me get a drink. <laughs> um, so talking about Bianca further. So by the time the first lesbian kiss happened on daytime television, soap operas had already been broadcast for 73 years. Um, on April 22nd, 2003, the first lesbian kiss on daytime television occurred between the characters of Bianca Montgomery and uh, Lena Kudera on the ABC soap opera, All My Children. Since it premiered in 1970, All My Children had earned a reputation for tackling a number of controversial topics, including AIDS, abortion, and racial bias. Previous to the on-screen kiss, Regal had already made history by playing the first openly gay character on an American soap starring in two, starting in 2000. In a 2000 interview with the advocate, All My Children creator Agnes Nixon shared that Chastity Bono's memoir inspired Bianca's storyline. Nixon hoped outing a character that was already established on her show would help homosexuals gain more acceptance in society. In 2000, 16-year-old Bianca revealed her sexuality to her shocked mother, Erica Kane. Kane sought therapy to deal with her daughter's revelation, but eventually the mother and daughter reconciled on the show. Regal shared in a 2005 New York Times interview, I heard from kids who watched the show with their parents and came out because they saw with their mom and dad how Erica Kane responded. um, Audiences ultimately embraced the openly gay character. And in a Variety interview, executive producer Julie Hannon Carruthers explained, we did not tell a story about a lesbian. We told a story about a young girl coming out and her life around it. 
if you can make people care on a human level, it's not sexual preference, it's about the human experience. In 2003, All My Children further mainstreamed the experiences of LGBTQ characters when Bianca kissed her new friend, Lena. Their lesbian kiss is not only considered a daytime TV landmark, but an important moment for gay rights act, um, advocates. So, um, Alan, let's go to you. What do you think of All My Children having the most representation overall out of any daytime soap, even though it's been off the air for almost a decade now, um, counting in its Prospect Park reboot? And what do you think the character Bianca has meant to television representation of LGBT as a whole? Well, because it's All My Children had the most because that was a social soap. And Bianca's been a very important character game. People still watch her clips to talk about Bianca. Because when she came out, I was still in the closet. I didn't come out until October 2nd, 2004. And my mom said to me, you want to get fucked in the ass? But Alan hurts. Ugh. Anyway. Oh my goodness. Jesus yeah, that's what she literally said verbatim. It got dark, y'all. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> But yeah, Bianca made a lot. Not of Alan snickering. Jesus, we're like having a serious, and Alan's like, hee, hee, hee. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, I can get oh, it sure. But over time, I can get used to it. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, Lee overall did a good job. But there were some bumps along the road, along the way, like using Zach's sperm to get pregnant oh. without letting your sister know about it. And the original plan, Chuck Pratt wanted to do was have. Bianca, fuck Zach, yes. which is bullshit. Mm. So then, Alan, let me ask you this. Do you think a lot of writers who write LGBT stories owe a debt of gratitude to Agnes Nixon then? Yes. I think pretty much every gay writer either deserves something to Agnes, gay or not, you owe something to Agnes Nixon because she pretty much wrote the book on soap operas. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, the first character ever to be out was because of her, and that was in 1982, and so that was 12 years after her show premiered, uh, All My Children, and then by uh, that point, soap operas had already been on for 52 years, um, so yeah, that's pretty remarkable that she got to be the very first person to do that. I wish uh, soap operas would do social issue stories. Like they did back, like Agnes did, but they don't. I, you, you know, you know, the executive, the executive won't do it because advertisers mm -hmm. probably won't like it either. So we have to do all these back from the dead stories and hooky dooky stories. Like, like, ugh, it's frustrating. It is. Um, Chaz, what were you gonna say, hon? Uh, one thing that I I thought was really good that you said in the article is that that they weren't telling a gay story or. They weren't telling a, a story about, oh, this is a topic story or anything. They were telling a story of a person. And I think that's what has been missing. If you just tell a, part, a story of a person, a lot of that stuff will just come out, you know? And I think yes. a lot of the networks and a lot of writers are, they got it messed up where there's like, oh, we got to tell a gay story. We got to tell this person's gay. So how would they be? You know, just tell a story of a person. You know, and then I think that stuff will, it will write it, it writes itself. You know, if you don't know how to do it, find somebody that do, you know? And that's what resonated with Beyonce. Like it's like, you know, everybody loved Beyonce. 
you know, I, like I said, I remember being a little kid and 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 ready to whoop Barbara's ass. Turn Thomas, turn Thomas, turn Travis. Took me out <laughs> over there, and even even the most homophobic of grandmothers adored Bianca. Bianca, she didn't get. She got a little bit, of course, but Bianca didn't get a lot of backlash or a lot of hate like that. Like even when I the baby switched, it was it was, it was so many grandmothers in Nebraska. Bitches, you don't give Bianca her baby back. Yeah, they watched it it in real time. And I think that's what's important is it was, this is not something that just took place for one week. This was real time. This was a buildup over the course of a day to get, you know, Bianca coming out. And then it was something that was continuous. You know, what I liked about Bianca, though there were some misses rather than hits, Bianca was still always in story. She wasn't backburnered. You know, the her coming out didn't hinder the character in terms nope. of frontburner story. Um, mm-hmm. And the, they the took- brilliant. Go ahead, Case. I'm sorry. No, you're but, fine. Here you go. go ahead, babe. No, I was just going to just say the brilliance of that storyline is the fact that Agnes Nixon came out of retirement to mm-hmm. write because yeah. she was inspired. Like, this is a woman that a trailblazer in writing like she was the first to do just the first the first to do an aid storyline the first to do uh you know abortion abortion, abortion. and, and the um, first anti-war the first anti-vietnam war and fucking like this woman was a, she was just way before her time and the fact that she chose the daughter, uh, the child of a legendary character, Erica Kane, to tell this story. Like, if she had done this with fucking uh, a day player's child, no one will give a fuck. This is Erica Kane's daughter. This is Bianca Montgomery, Erica Kane's daughter that you made a lesbian. And it was perfect. And the way I still remember those scenes of Eden Regal and Susan Lucci. And, and Bianca saying, "I'm gay," and the look on the look on Erica's face once when Bianca said that it was like, "Oh my god!" This Erica asking if she was doing this to hurt her. Or her, yes, it was, oh it was such an Erica reaction because Erica was always self-centered, always yeah, very self-centered, self-centered all about mm-hmm. her, and and but at the same time, this is Bianca. This is the daughter that. She did not get to raise Bianca because Travis and Barbara took her away from her. And now she comes back. You know, she had the eating disorder and now she's coming back. Is she lesbian? And, and Erica's like, what the fuck did I, did I do? <laughs> See, all those years I did not raise this girl. And like now she's saying she left. It was so realistic the way that was played out. It's like you didn't expect Erica to fully accept her daughter there were going to be some you know they had to go through those trials and tribulations and uh erica had to wake up and then you know i think the scene when brooke you know when brooke read erica her rights about bianca and mm-hmm. like, told her ass bitch wake up yes, it's she not did. about you <laughs> it's not about you and it took all that for erica to see that bianca was still her bianca no matter what and that was the beauty of that storyline. And, you know, Susan Lucci, you really, they just put their foot in that storyline. That was, if not one of the best 
I would probably say the best coming out story in daytime history to me, just because of the significance of it and the, the oh, characters that were played yes. for it and the reactions. I just, I love the whole Lesbianca thing with, with Greenlee because there are people like that. They are, you know, just, <laughs> I didn't expect nasty ass Greenlee to be like, oh, you're a lesbian, congratulations. No, she's gonna blackmail her ass. <laughs> about that information and at least they kept the soapy still at the same time you can be you know tell me a you know a tale about coming out and still be a soap opera at the same time and that's what agnes did and well you know it that with that type of storytelling that is a story that's happening every single day yes you know it hasn't people ain't stopped coming out you know people have not stopped doing that and so it's just that is what's frustrating about some of the, the current, the status of some of the current shows is that this, this stuff is so easy to freaking write because it's like, it's happened before. Yeah, you gotta put your own spin on it. But where we are now is just like, I, there's so many things that are happening on the soap operas right now that we don't give two shits about. But if you give me a well-written coming out story or you give me a well-written story with featuring it, it they ain't got to be a coming out story just featuring someone of a gay character there's so many different stories to tell so it's just like that's why i don't understand why there's certain shows that don't feature it at all and don't have any mention of it like it's like those people don't exist and there's shows that just don't know what to tell like yeah. focusing on a dumbass adoption story like nobody cares about with that damn baby nobody cares about that baby like General Hospital had the chance and when they hinted on Aiden, little Aiden being gay, because he liked to cook and all this stuff. He was being bullied by his own cousin uh, and all that stuff. That could have been, because you could have sold it from a child perspective. Like, you know, like it would have been daring. It would have been daring. It would have been, but it, it got killed. ABC killed it because like it was just getting too... You know, you know, middle America did not want to see a, a seven-year-old boy talking about possibly being gay and like, um, but it could have been told so great, but you know, they they dropped the ball on that. It's just you could have told it was a bit of, it would have been a different perspective as it would have been your typical coming out story, you know what I mean? But uh, but um, all my children, they just set the standard. Like they there's a reason they have the most gay characters in soap history. Um, when you, you have, know, I, miss, I'm, I miss that I didn't get a chance to, you know, watch more of those storylines because I, everyone that I that I've spoken to says, "Oh yeah, Agnes Nixon, she wrote this, she wrote this, she wrote this," and half of the stuff that she was writing in the seventies, eighties, and whatever. I kind of want to see that stuff now. Mm -hmm. First, you know, we were discussing first, and earlier I wanted to mention she was also the very first head writer to give a contract character on a television show cancer. Burt Bauer was the first contract television character to get cancer. Not that person wow. from St. Elsewhere that PBS tries to tell you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Emmy, let's go to you. Before we move on to One Life to Live, do you have any thoughts on All My Children's representation? Um, <clears throat> testing, testing, this mic on they better abc should always have gay characters on daytime why 
because it's owned by Disney, the gayest company in America, maybe even the fucking world. How all my children only had that few? Because it feels like a few. And then that they had such mess ups. I'm sorry, but Zozarf. Well, gosh, that wasn't it. (laughs) They had the most of it. We needed more. We needed more. Bianca could have had a, a, the thing that I didn't like about the Bianca story, the one thing I didn't like, lesbians can just be friends with other lesbians. They don't have to be romantic. You know, like having her have a lesbian friend would have been nice. Just like someone to talk to about, you know, eating the thing or whatever, you know, like, I don't know. I just, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, man, can we just clear this up to gay we men have friends, straight you know? friends. Can we clear that up to gay men do have straight friends? Thank you. And with, we all are asleep with them. Okay. Thank okay. Hello. Yeah. Hello. You know, Testing, we're, y'all listening? we're all friends <sighs> with Tiggs, you know, so it's like, mm. <laughs> and, and I mean, they did a good, I will say, for all of her shit, Megan McTavish was down for the cause. Megan McTavish could have gone to one cookout, but then she messed it up. One cookout, but then she, she messed it up. She made it to the cookout with that. But I have a feeling she would have put onions and and beets in that I potato salad. Not today. I I don't get how that was ever green mm. at all. Yeah. I was, oh, I was embarrassed. I was like, let me just tell you something. I'm (laughs) sure we're going to get to it, but the city tried. They, they They were, they really did. They were, but that was a topic for the 90s. I was okay with it. In the 90s, all jumping ahead. I'm sorry, but I had to say it, but it's, it's ABC. So that's why I said it. In the 90s, we were living, some of us were living in stealth and then we came out secretly and to whoever we, you know, so I didn't, I didn't mind. I was going to say living single. I'm sorry. Uh-uh. <laughs> Bitch. Uh, some <laughs> of us are too. Um, no, but I commend the show for trying. I tr- they I'm, tried. I for daring to try. So that yes, let's discuss, yeah. um, since you all jumped ahead. Um, yeah, Just let's me. discuss uh, Azur Seeley on the scene. Mm. Um, so mm. the character was portrayed by Carlotta Chang um, and was just a recurring character for the first few weeks of the show in 1995. Uh, Azur C was a model. Um, her fiance is horrified to find out she was once a man. Uh, they make up and leave the show together. Mm. Um, so Emmy, talk about the importance of Azur C um, and what are your thoughts on the character and how the city, you know, Barbara Estenson and James Herman Brown, uh, James Herman Brown tried uh, to inject that character into the story? They tried. And um, when I was a wee little trans girl, um, I wasn't out then. I mean, I was out to myself and my friends, but oh, of course. I was like, oh, my God, a trans girl. I was like, wait. Azers, what? What's her name? Azur blue, blue. Nah, that's not a that's not a real name. They made that up. Um, and let me let me not even talk about Myron and Maya. But um, I just feel like they tried, 
and I will always give them a thank you for trying. I don't think that they wanted to cart them off. I think they wanted to play them, but I think ABC at the time was like, okay, now go. We, we need to write them out. Um, I would have been interested to see what they would have done, but as a as a wee little trans girl, I was like, okay, city, okay, she pretty. Yeah, and I was like, wait, is no. she really trans in real life? I got confused because I didn't know how that worked either. Um, and then I found out she was married to Paulo Sagate and had 17 babies with him, but that's besides the point. 17, shut up. <laughs> they have like they have four. five kids. They have well, like four. <laughs> five. I have to commend the city because the city mm-hmm. was just too far ahead of its time mm-hmm. back then. Because they were trying to be bold, daring, do something new in daytime. And, you know, soap opera, the audience was not ready for that change. It would have worked it, today. Or, yeah, so it would work today. Us, uh, the city. So um, back in 1995, ABC made the decision to cancel the soap opera Loving as it had been last placed in the ratings for nearly its entire dozen year run. But rather than let it die, showrunners James Harmon Brown and Barbara Estetson made the decision to keep a few loving characters and move them into a building located in Manhattan's Soho district. The show became The City, and The City broke new ground in how daytime soaps were filmed. In November of 1995, when the show began, the show used the film look method of taping instead of the traditional videotape, which caused the show to look as though it was filmed for a motion picture. More handheld cameras were used as well, making the city resemble MTV's The Real World. And with Morgan Fairchild having the uh, new cast of the show, ABC was definitely firing on all cylinders. Sadly, despite ABC's attempts to keep the show going, it was canceled after just 16 months, the last episode airing on March 28, 1997. However, in its short run, the show featured a lot of storylines that pushed the envelope. In 1996 alone, The show featured a bombing, racial tensions, prostitution, and even a serial stalker story. But perhaps the soap opera's most daring storyline involved an up-and-coming fashion model that had a secret that would set forth a scandal, a strained relationship, and that stalker storyline. The story begins shortly after the city debuted. Loving transplant Tess Wilder had opened up her own modeling agency and hired several people to work for her. These included photographer Ali Bowman, male model Danny Roberts, secretary Molly Malone, and female models Stephanie Brewster and Azur C. Within a couple of months of the show's debut, Stephanie gave birth to a child and moved to Paris to be with the child's father, leaving Azur C as Tess's protege. According to Tess, Azur C was going to be the next top model of the 1990s, and she was going to be a star. And if the promotion of Azur C was going to help Tess get internationally recognized, all the better. So Tiggs, let's go to you. Nowadays, this Azure Sea storyline fits in line with something we would watch unfold on an HBO Max show. Um, Mm -hmm. However, daytime has not progressed from this Azure Sea storyline. It's regressed, as we talked about. So what do you think is the holdup here? How come we haven't seen another Azure Sea type storyline. And do you think it would work in daytime today? Of course it would work. It would. They could do it right now with Tia. It would work. They, they just choose not to do it. Like, excuse me, like we've all said before when it comes to Terry, like they hired Cassandra James to fit a 
the quote, call themselves diverse. It's the same thing Hollywood does in, with these commercials where you have a, 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 a biracial, light-skinned, non-threatening black person dating a white person in a commercial with children or something like that. Like that's, they, that, they think they're being inclusive by doing the bare minimum. And we need more than the bare minimum. It's bad enough some of us get on the bare minimum real fucking life. Can we can we get more than that when we watch TV? Like, you know, Terry is, is she she's popular. People like the character. Cassandra James is fucking gorgeous. She can act. Like, you know, just you know, people were warming up to, to the whole Terry and Chet storyline, even though it lasted whoo, for a whole Hulu ad. You know, I mean. They can, they just choose not to. And if anything, they're probably using the whole Disney thing as an excuse, like Disney has tried to in the past. And so they started getting too much backlash. Like Disney didn't even want Love Vicker on Disney Plus. The boys in high school, he wasn't gonna be getting gang banged before third beer. Like yeah. it's a young man coming out, you know, like, like Peacock. Is doing it with the Bel-Air reboot where they had Ashley kind of being curious about her sexuality. And of course, some people in the black community have a problem with that. I'm like, Tatiana Ali was around the same age 30 years ago on Fresh Prince. And she was crazy about Tevin Campbell and trying to be crazy about boys. Like, it's okay if it's straight, but it's not okay if it's the other way around. Mm -hmm. It's not always sexual. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, even with straight people, you know, they're... You, you were a guy, you had a crush on a girl when you were like 10 years old. You weren't trying to have sex with her. You were a girl, you had a crush on a guy when you were like 13. You probably wouldn't even know your period yet. You weren't trying to have sex with him, you just liked him. Like, you know, it, it's like, like, and that's the thing with us. Everything is so uberly sexual, it's automatically mm -hmm. something perverted or disgusting. Like them calling it a lifestyle. A lifestyle is something you choose to do. Shout mm -hmm. out. Do you think Thanks. that's that's do you that's think from... do you think I choose to be attracted to me? Do you know the bullshit I went through to get to with the motherfucker? I'm with you see the look, you see the pictures of Slim, <laughs> he's 27 and I'm 36. I had to go a decade younger because all the bitches my age are either dead in jail or fucking washed up. <laughs> I had to throw the goddamn uh I, I had to go to Abaddon Elementary to find a man. <laughs> Shit. Shut up. <laughs> I'm like, Jake. Yeah. Jake, what are oh, you raising your boyfriend? Ooh. Okay. All right, Jake. <laughs> Ooh. Lord. Wait a minute, girl. Wait a minute. But mm. yeah, you know. James, I think you hit on something very interesting. Yeah. I think you hit on a area that I don't think a lot of people realize that they're doing it is. And this could be the reason why we're not seeing some of those storylines is because it's that fear again. It's that that quote unquote lifestyle that they quote unquote choose mm. is not healthy. It's not of God. It's demonic. It's evil. And that's where a lot of the hate comes in. Right. Mm -hmm. And so since a lot of networks do not want to deal with that, they choose not to write for it. Yes. Yeah, they 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 just. They, they I, I never cower. understood that. You they do you think? Pressure. Do yeah. you think I'm already a black mm -hmm. man in America? Do you really think I would just like 
Well, let me just decide sucking dick for a little razzle dab. Uh, <laughs> like, no, we don't choose to twice. Like, we don't choose to be ostracized and ridiculed and, and treated like we don't matter. Mm-hmm. You're already a black man in America. You said it right. Yeah, but yeah. you already got those against. That's you. already a strike you already. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm already black. So, like I said, why, why would yeah. I choose? You know, yeah. to to you know have butt sex to get even more hate. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you anyway, know what? They already hate anyway. my skin. So let me go ahead and take a take a take a cream pie. But no, I'm sorry, you know, y'all, y'all know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I'm lifestyle. <laughs> and like, and, and that's a storyline within itself. Uh, they can do this, they can do this with dates. You could have one of Sonny or Will's family members get sick, and um, one of them threatens to sue University Hospital because they can't donate blood because they're gay. Instead of the hijinks and comedy. You don't even have to go outside of your network for that because New Amsterdam did that story last season and they're an NBC show like Days of Our Lives. Or so bring Jackie Cox back and have some Mulder and Salem be concerned about her, her drag brunch for kids or whatever. That, yeah, that's very helpful right now. That's happening yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah, but like I said, it'd be a certain situation where, say, one of the twins, you know, is in a horrible accident and, you know, they need blood and they're bleeding out or whatever. And Will can't donate blood because he's gay or something like that. Like, that's a story. Like, and that could be a conflict. Or if Kayla, you know, if Kayla covers it up and allows it, then that puts her job in jeopardy because, you know, she could have a, mm-hmm. a few conservative board members on the hospital board. And there you go. It could be a whole entire story. Mm-hmm. Not to be no damn cool. I'm, so, I'm tired of the kumbaya shit because that's not real life. We're no. still hated. People, you know, use religion as a way of like telling us that what we're doing is wrong and immoral and all that stuff. Which I'm shocked Days of Our Lives has never done that. And yes, that's, that's, because the Hortons you. are the Hortons are uh Protestant and so mm-hmm. and then you the Brady's are Catholic. And it's like everybody it's was just okay. Everybody's just kumbaya, but yeah. I mean they Roman started off being, you know, a little um when Will first came out, Roman was a little fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, all Will had like, to do was look at his crust-ass face and be like, mm. And now Ooh. everybody's so gung-ho. I'm like, mm, that's my real life. I mean, I still have issues with my 40-year-old self with some family member that still can't accept yep. it. Hell, my parents and I, we don't even talk about me being gay. Like, it's because I grew up in the F, like, my family Caribbean. They are Caribbean, and like they are Catholic, and that's a whole bunch of strikes against me because like I, it's it's cultural now. It's mm-hmm. like, yes, it's yeah. So it's like that's not real life to me. I don't like yeah. when I watch. I mean, yeah, it would be so great. We're all are accepted and for who we are and all that shit. No, that's. That's not true life. Yeah, me. like, and that's why I know I am so blessed, so lucky. Like with my mother, there was never 
any of that. Never an issue, never yeah. a, mm. nothing. And I'm so blessed because I know I'm one of the few people that was mm-hmm. blessed with that. You know, mm-hmm. my mother was always accepting. She was always loving. She was pretty much how Cookie was with Jamal on Empire. Mm-hmm. Like when Cookie told Jamal, look at me. There's going to be a lot of people out there that got a problem with who you are, but you be who you are. And Jamal was like nine years old. So, you know, I mean, I, I've always had that, but I, you know, like one of my best friends, like he just turned 36 and him and his mother have been going back and forth because of his sexuality for the last 20 years. Like they're, trying, always- they're trying to mend fences, but just the other day, like she pissed them off bringing up old shit. Mm-hmm. And like, they've been, uh-huh. no, literally it's been over 20 years. Yeah. And they still are at this push and pull, going back and forth, and it's 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 rough for a lot of people. What'd you about the Alan? I was always accepting. He was great about it. My mom was the one who was the bitch about, it, like I said earlier. Like, mm. What about titties, Alan? Breasts. Mm. <laughs> I would have told her. I'm like, well, girl, I like tits. I just like them a little bit more firmer and closer to the best. <laughs> who who, who think... doesn't like a good? Who doesn't like a good peck? You know, my mom, was very, my mom was very accepting too, which I wasn't shocked about at all. Um, I mean, you were also lucky too, Casey. You had a, you have a younger mom. Mm-hmm. I do, yeah. And you're <laughs> my mom had but like your mama, your mama, decade older than me. Shit. Yeah, my mom. Oh, Tiggs, you better watch that now. You know. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I, you know, well, it's because Casey I'm is 30. 20 years younger than us, even though he acts like he's 56. Okay. My, the issue for me really came with um, who my mother was married to at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nothing necessarily homophobic. It was just that my he was raised in a mm-hmm. different era. I'm not even going to call it microaggressions because I really don't like that word describing him. Um, what it was is it was just not being able to understand completely. And, you know, to you. he was raised in a very, you know, straight part of Michigan. He was raised in a very straight family. His family to this day, it's a huge family. There is nobody gay, nobody lesbian. No, they are, but they just, oh, they are. Out. They, they ain't out. They ain't out. They just ain't out. Very straight lives. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I do remember one time, um, you know, there was just something that, and I don't want to go into detail, but there was just something that to this day, you know, I was sitting down and uh, I had just finished an episode of General Hospital on the DVR. And I was going to watch Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I used to geek out. My for God. Um, are you? And I gotta, I gotta finish that. Oh, I was like, but he used one time. Wait, did it, wait, hold on, wait a minute. Did it eat and cute? It was pretty good ending, yeah. Okay, okay. See, I never watched the ending. Um, but because I'm no longer really obsessed with it like I used to be, but um, I used to always wait till the season was over. It was like the good wife that was always on the bubble. Yes, you know, is three million viewers going to make or break the show? Um, but yeah, anyway, he said to me, I'm really proud of you for watching a manly show. <gasps> and I'm like, Heifer, you were just watching The Young and the Restless with me and my mom yesterday. Ask him where Lauren Finmore was. <laughs> and, 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 and that's what kills me. It's just uh, like, that is a microaggression, though, Casey. Yeah, but because that, that's just like, 
okay, just because we're gay doesn't mean we don't like dude stuff. I mean, look at Alan. All Alan loves to do is suck a dick. But look how, look how passionate he is about DC. Alan, Alan, I'll be seeing them too. Alan is ready to go whoop some ass over at that Superman and Lois then, okay? I am, yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah I am, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. even though we're gay, all of us have like little guy stuff that oh we my God, like. I, my mom, you know, and, and even and even with Emmy, Emmy, like, yes, yeah, she's a woman, but I'm sure there are certain things. Marvel like, superhero yeah, you know, movies. Mm-hmm. My mom got me out of Emmy school early one time. Emmy always wear heels and shit. Emmy mm-hmm. can put on some kicks and shit and be down for some shit. Like, what? you know, I love. And I'll throw people. these bows. You come at Rodrigo, y'all hear? I'll throw these bows. Oh, okay. What? You know, I mean, like, and I hate that too. Everybody thinks like, where is it? Like, that's the other thing with the portrayal of gay characters too. It's always, it, there's never a medium. It's always this extreme. Either it's, yeah. you know, the extreme straight acting, mm-hmm. tough. You know, I only watch manly gay sports like hockey and wrestling. <laughs> and then you have. And, and, and then you have goddamn somebody running around acting like Miss Lawrence or something like that. Hey, a damn caricature or something like that. Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds. Thank you. Yeah, and, and, or it's just, or, or then when they try to sow intimacy, like when Matt on Rose place, those deep hugs where they, they, they it, like his bros hugging each other before the other one goes off to war type shit. Like, yeah. we'll hug like that. But if anyway, hug, we, and if you hug me that hard, goddamn, we're going to do more than nothing. When straight men play gay, they kiss, they grab the face aggressively. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's... uh. It's almost like an acting fetish for them. I'm just going to be real. Um, But anyway, let's move on because we still have a lot of shows to discuss and we still have to get to two other networks. Um, But let's move on to Agnes Nixon's other created soap opera, One Life to Live. One Life to Live was broadcast on ABC from July 1968 to January of 2012 and then revived online in 2013, like all my children. However, they did not have their first gay character until 1992 with Billy Douglas portrayed by Ryan Philippi. Over the years, they also had Daniel Coulson portrayed by Mark Oh, Oh, Jesus Christ. Christ. I'll tonight. Um, Chaz, Chaz, you, you'll learn in a minute while we've grown. Matt Cavanaugh, played by Mark Solomon. Kyle Lewis, played by Brett Claywell. Oliver Fish, played by Scott. Colin Fish. And Nick Chavez, played by Nicholas Rodriguez. Um, so let's begin with the historically groundbreaking Billy Douglas storyline. Um, and Alan, I'm going to go to you first because I know you were watching some Billy Douglas clips. Um, but I want to discuss uh, a interview that Ryan Phillippe did with Two Fab a few years ago, uh, where he says, I realize it now, certainly, um, uh, meaning about his importance of his one life to live role. At the time I was 17, there had never been a gay teenager portrayed on television up until that point. It's also before Will and Grace, before Ellen DeGeneres came out. It's before any of that stuff. A senior at Landview High School, Billy came out to his friend Joey Buchanan, played by Chris McKenna at the time, although surprised Joey was accepting of his friend. But when Billy sought out the advice of Reverend Andrew Carpenter, a jealous Marty destroyed the priest's reputation by telling the teen's parents that Andrew was molesting their son. 
Prejudice spread across the town, climaxing when the AIDS quilt arrived in Landview and Andrew was beaten in a hate crime. The Reverend delivered a stirring sermon that swayed his congregation, except for Billy's father, who still refused to accept his gay son. Billy had a brief romance with Rick before being written out off the show to attend college. Um, so Alan, let's go to you. The, just talk to us about your thoughts about how absolutely groundbreaking the Billy Douglas story was. And how did you feel when you were watching those clips that you checked out? It was very groundbreaking because before Liz, so characters were just like, oh, I'm gay. Nothing would really happen. But he had an actual story added an impact on people. And Ryan Rilby, to his credit, is one of those so, former soap actors who talks positively about their experience, like Julianne Moore. So I give a lot of credit. If you watch it, because they're on YouTube, go watch it if you haven't. He does a great performance. And Marty was a bitch back in the day. People could try to re probably think of Marty as a nice girl. She was in later years of when I could live, but she was a hell on wheels when she first came to town. And that's why her rape story was so powerful because she wasn't a perfect victim. Definitely. I, Alan, I think that was well said. And, you know, like you mentioned, I really love that Ryan Philippi still looks back on this time very fondly and remembers how groundbreaking his portrayal was because it is one of the few stories in daytime from the gay community that was portrayed so honestly and so openly. And once again, come on, Agnes Nixon, like Sis always knew when it was the right time and what needed to be done. And I think you have, what's so amazing about this story is they weren't just gonna stop at the fact that the character was gay. There were so many other issues brought into it. The AIDS quilt, uh, talking about priest and you know, having Marty Saybrook uh, keep her hells on wheel personality. And then, you know, people become more accepting. But what I like is that everybody was still not accepting. You know, like we mentioned before, Billy was written out. His father still did not come to terms with yeah, they're Billy. They're right now. They would just do the cut, cut. Oh, you're my son. I love you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Alan, that was beautiful. I mean, daytime Emmy worthy. But yeah, the executive producer at the time was Linda Gottlieb. Gottlieb, yeah. And From, um, the, yeah. Oh, Rodrigo, you and your feelings about her, baby. No, no, then, I, no, um, I, no, I loved Linda. You know, she was a movie producer and everything, too. So I, 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 she was a right fit for daytime back then. And then uh, um, the head writers at the time were Michael Josh Bone Griffin, and Josh Griffith, which is crazy to yeah. think that one yeah. of them disappeared. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so, I don't know if you re remember originally, Joey Buchanan was supposed to be the character oh, they do. Yes. and so that was rewritten for some reason. Like, I mean, it was just as groundbreaking with the character of Billy Douglas because he was tied to Joey, but. I just remember, I watched it as a kid, um, just how powerful it was, the whole AIDS quilt thing. And that's when um, Andrew's father, Sloan, came into town. Roy Thinnes came in and, yeah, you know, Andrew's own brother was gay. They had revealed that and how that, uh, how the father's, 
you know, Sloan did not accept his son and that really hurt the family. And that's, you know, so they brought a lot of issues, not just with Billy, but, you know, with Sloan, with uh, Andrew and his family. And um, that led to the whole Sloan and Vicky when Vicky cheated on Clint. So that opened up so many storylines. Yeah. So it wasn't just about Billy coming out. This is what I mean about, it was a coming out story, but it was, it existed in the world of Landview. It just existed. And then things, other things were happening with other characters because of that story. And I love to hear Ryan Phillippe still talk highly about his time on One Life. He has always been open and vocal about how much that show changed his life, how much he is known primarily a lot for One Life to Live, believe it or not. He's recognized still for that role. Um, just, that's how groundbreaking it was. Um, and it's, that was One Life to Live's one and only great gay storyline. Now, you mentioned another character. <laughs> Which I, let's... Uh, Ooh, uh, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe this was the same show. <laughs> I do want other people's thoughts on Billy Douglas first, because what was very important is uh, back in 1992, Entertainment Weekly got the exclusive that Linda Gottlieb had actually hired a psychiatrist by the name of Richard Isay to come on um, and answer any questions Ryan would have. Um, so Ryan admitted that back then he had a lot of questions, uh, but the psychiatrist told Linda and Ryan that three times as many gay teenagers kill themselves as do straight teens. I realize that maybe this role is where I'm supposed to be, he continued. Maybe some kids will see that there are ways to deal with this positively. So Tiggs, what do you think the importance of Ryan Phillippe's portrayal of Billy Douglas was? Oh, it was super important. Like, I, I couldn't imagine. Like, I, it, it was dramatic enough for me being 17 in 2002. So being 17 in 1992, it, I, ooh, I couldn't imagine. Like, going to high school and dealing with all that back then. And Yeah, that was around the time of, you know, the AIDS quilt and, and, and Ryan White has just died. And, oh, it's just, it, it's, it, it was a lot going on. I just remember being a little kid back then and seeing the news and seeing things going on and not fully understanding what was going on. My mama would tell me little things, but you like, okay, well, he said, so I can't say too much to him. But you know, then, then you know, I live here in Milwaukee, so that was around the time Jeffrey Diamond was running around killing up folks and shit. So, you know, it was just a lot going on. But um, yeah, it it, it did, it, it, it resonated. I mean, even to this day, like a kid can go on YouTube right now and see some of those scenes and, and, and see that things wasn't much different 30 years ago. Just the only difference now, you got technology, you got social media, you got the internet, and music and television is a lot worse. <laughs> but the, like the basic human things when it comes to coming out and being gay or being trans, being non-binary, being who you are, it, it, it takes a lot. And then the whole aspect, and I love him. Um, but yeah, the whole aspect of him and Marty being just a, just a nasty little thing. Getting that boy ass like that. 
But um, yeah, I remember going a few years ago. I went back and watched clips on YouTube and stuff like that. And and like I said, and I think I was what 28, 29 around that time when I was looking at those things on YouTube. And even then, grown as hell, they still it still resonated with me. So there's so stories like that need to be told, and it's not just for gay people. It's not just for young people. It's for even people that are older, like so they can get better understanding. Cause like Storm said on X-Men, goddamn it, people feel what they don't understand. So, you know, like even with the whole thing with Bianca, it you know, it it it, it taught people acceptance and, and it educated people that, you know, this isn't just a lifestyle, this is the way people feel. These are natural feelings. It's not like you just wake up one day and oh, let me risk my whole family disowning me. I'm like, do you like you said? Do you know how many kids kill themselves because they're gay? Do you know how many kids get like put out on the street and thrown out because they're gay? You know. So it like it, it wasn't just for you know kids his age, or gay kids. It was just for people in general. It was a human story. You know, he came out. He had some support, but he didn't have the support of his father. And then you get a messy bitch like Marty and Paul, and you know, things go from bad to worse. But you know, eventually he comes to terms with his sexuality. And of course, you know, Andrew was always Andrew. Of course, you know, he forgave Marty and all that stuff. Everything happened with her child, you know. Mm-hmm. And and more stories need to continue to be told like that because obviously that's one of the reasons why y'all not trying to tell them because it's still ignorant motherfuckers that want to have their heads in the thing. They either want to spew their hate about it or they just want to act like it doesn't exist. And we need to shake the motherfucker's head because I exist. We all exist. And people need to see us. And not only see us, but respect us. Without a doubt. So now let's talk about the character of Daniel Coulson. Um, District Attorney Daniel Coulson marries Nora Buchanan in 2005, who soon suspects he's having an affair. He is soon revealed as Paul Kramer's murderer uh, because Paul had been blackmailing Daniel with the secret of Daniel's homosexuality. Daniel had been having an affair with student Mark Solomon. Daniel first frames Jennifer Rappaport for the murder and then suffocates her when she learns the truth that he is gay. Daniel, Only is, good ultimately, thing he did. Daniel is ultimately caught and sent to prison. Uh, Daniel's controversial storyline was compared to former New Jersey Governor James McCreevy, which head writer Dina Higley attributed the character's inspiration. The portrayal of a homicidal gay character garnered, uh, garnered backlash from GLAAD, who claimed it reinforced negative stereotypes. Glad had recently honored One Life to Live with the 2004 Media Award for Mark, uh, Mark Solomon's coming out storyline. The organization reached out directly to executive producer Frank Valentini, who responded, the anger is understandable, but everyone needs to watch all of it. This is a story about the harsher side of intolerant and about one man not being true to himself. There are going to be meaningful Frank discussions that come out of this. Dina Higley added, Daniel is not the first gay character on One Life to Live. If he had been, I would have felt a different responsibility. 
but writing a political ambitious character who is deep in the closet and who murders as a result is something that hasn't been explored before on daytime. While some groups shared in Glad's criticism, such as TV Guide, others were supportive. Hillary B. Smith, who played Daniel's wife, Nora, explained that support groups such as Straight Spouse Network praised the story <laughs> for bringing oh. attention ah. to those. Ah. I couldn't even say that with a straight face. Um, for bringing attention to those women who are dealing with husbands identifying as gay. You tried it. Um, Rodrigo, go ahead, baby. I know you've wanted to talk about this character. <laughs> Hillary, 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 girl, you know that was some bullshit. You know that was some bullshit, bitch. You knew it. You knew it. You knew it. Oh, when I, <laughs> God damn it, Casey. Why'd you bring this back up? When I first I had to. saw this story, like, so they were doing that whole series that, you know, who was killing, who killed Jen, and then Paul, and so, like, there was a serial killer running around in Lambu. Little did I know it was a gay serial killer who wanted to keep himself, didn't wasn't ready to come out, so he just killed people willy-nilly and shit, and married Nora, embarrassed her ass, and it just reinforced every... And Dillian Higley thought she was doing... I remember reading interviews when she was writing this, how she thought this was so groundbreaking and fucking, like... Like you said, we're telling the story from this point of view of the of the gay man that's so desperate to keep his identity secret that he will kill people. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, bitch, um, really? And then Frank wants to <laughs> the shit. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. that was a very dark time in Landview back then. I remember those days, the Dean and Higley days. It mm-hmm. just, just didn't end with this. Like, a lot of her stories are just so fucking disrespectful and fucking like uh-huh. just ridiculous. And like she didn't, she just didn't read the room. You just didn't read the <laughs> like how pathetic and stupid this was. Like, I know you're trying to make a soap opera, but girl, not off our backs, not off our struggles and shit. Like, like that just set that set the gay movement back so far. I didn't know where it was after watching that shit. I was like, what? So we're homicidal maniacs now that want to try so hard to hide who we are that we resort to killing motherfuckers mm-hmm. <laughs> to hide who we are. And it's just like, I just didn't know where, why this was greenlit, why this was even approved. Dina Higley, you should have been fired off the spot for even coming up with shit like that. Mm. And it just kills Frank, me. That Frank, you should approving <laughs> this or even going along with this bullshit because you knew better. You should have known better. <laughs> Alleged as a gay man, allegedly. As I mean, I don't know. Ooh. Ooh. Stop it! Stop! Ooh. It. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know because he's never come out fully and said he was. Right, we just assume. Honey, he cast it from the parking lot. We know. <laughs> Honey, no, he's not. Casting. We know. He's casting from his cock, is what he's doing. Oh, right. And so, uh, I'm going to say, child. That's how Terry casting he's doing right there. Okay. He's casting uh, from the Chippendales catalog, oh, child. Oh. Look, I bet it, look, I bet his four inches gets rock hard. Ooh. Wee. 
And the thing is, you can have gay characters do bad things. But not that. That was just too. That no, was they, I think what made it. I think what honestly made it worse was how the interviews were portrayed. Um, because if you wanted to go down this route, first of all, why couldn't he have just been a murderer? Why did it have to be because people were finding out he was gay? And then Hillary, Hillary, mm. the straight spousal a reach, really? a reach, a reach. She reached for the reach. stars. Oh, wow. Wow. He didn't have to be a serial killer. It's <laughs> in a situation where where Daniel accidentally killed Paul. Yeah, you know what I'm then, saying? And then was trying to cover it up. Not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. No. But I I'm will a, say my favorite part of this story was him killing Jen because I couldn't stand that bitch. Ooh, I hated Jen. If Can't you're going to have a homicidal gay man, please balance it out with, with a non-homicidal gay man. And don't make it so... Because which I get why she tried to do it. But she didn't do it the right way. And anything that Dina Higley has touched in daytime has turned to shit. Mm. Let's just say it. The best um, thing she ever did was the goddamn baby switch on day. The best yeah. thing she ever did was retire. Um, what? So I think, you're not wrong. Like, you're not wrong. What? what? Did I speak live? I'm sorry. Um, Dina Higley, may your fingers never touch a laptop again, but write any goddamn thing on a Word document. Baby. Okay, you, you should write I don't want her ass in and text messages. There no. are certain <laughs> characters that I, I'm i like... That text messages takes up, son. I would have was, her ass, dog. Let me get Dina Higley on this motherfucker. That was one character I was glad was not portrayed by a gay man because that would have been an insult. Um... But I think that they kind of got better. They just misstepped with this one. And no, Frank, shame on you. Shame yeah, on you, Frank. Well, so like, let's talk about Kyle. Um, and so, yeah. my brother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah, so I love them. I it love must them. be noted, however, mm -hmm. that they did kind of abruptly exit. Ish. Yeah, yeah blame for the bad ratings and they fired them. Yep, <sighs> so we must mention that. And additionally, let's also talk about the character of Carlotta Vega, portrayed mm. by Patricia uh, Maseri. For a second, it was portrayed by her. 1995, 2009. Okay. So, <laughs> and then one got a real actor. On the heels of the announcement of the pending gay storyline in June of 2009, Marseri was replaced as the long-running character Carlotta Vega. According to Michael Logan of TV Guide, based on her religious beliefs, Marseri had taken issue with upcoming scenes that would have Carlotta finding a book called How to Tell Your Parents That You're Gay. God, that's a mouthful of a title, though. Uh, though the book belongs to Oliver, Carlotta believes it is her son's and is subsequently understanding and supportive of her son's sexuality. When Marseri reportedly went to the show's executive producer, Frank Valentini, and told him she wouldn't perform it as written and that she had reworked a significant amount of dialogue, Logan noted that Valentini refused to accept Marseri's decision and quickly replaced her with actress Sandra Santiago. Um, hmm. So 
Chaz, let's go to you. Hmm. We've seen this before with The Young and the Restless. Chris Ingen allegedly decided to exit the show uh-huh. from his gay storyline. And so, Chaz, what is it like for you to hear that this actress thought she could just come in and rework significant amounts of dialogue all because she didn't like the storyline? Um, she was rightly shown the door. Um, if you are an actor and you are playing a particular role, it is up to the actors who give, bring, bring to life the vision of the person who wrote or the director or whoever wrote that script, right? If it's the vision of the producer or the writers to be a certain way for you to be meek or you should be quiet or you be boisterous, that is, a, that is some of the stuff you can add to it. But when you try to rewrite what they want the character for, that's a major problem. You're, you're supposed to add to it, not take away. And um, it, it was completely her right to um, voice her opinion about her not being comfortable performing that type of material. But it's also the show's right to say, okay, you don't want to do this. Um, this is what where this character is going. If you don't want to go, there's the door. Um, that I don't have I don't take any problem or any issue with that. Um, as, especially if she was told beforehand. You know what I mean? If you don't want to do it, that's fine. That that's that's perfectly not an issue. Um, then they can, but the, again, the writers, the producers, and any, this goes for any show, has a right to recast and give somebody else that part. Um, I, for my personal taste, regardless if it's playing somebody straight or somebody gay, I feel like you are an actor and it is your duty to bring that character to life. Um, we've seen um, people that are straight in real life that are that are play sexually fluid or gay characters and they do it relatively well. Um, and but you know she was doing she wasn't playing it she was having dialogue sounds like so mm-hmm. that that's weird to me it's like it's not like this is not like you are the person that's gay or you're doing a, a scene that you uh, disagree with but you're having dialogue about something that you disagree with. And I feel like that you are, people need to understand that you are an actor and that you're portraying a part and that's not your real life. And so that's where I have an issue is just like, you are an actor. You know, this is something people know, at least most of us should know (laughs) that people are not who their characters are. So they do crazy ass shit. We know Viola Davis ain't out there um, bringing up nobody's penis on the phone, like why is your penis on <laughs> phone? We know she ain't doing that. We know that she's happily married with her husband and stuff. But we know she also plays a character on television. But you know, and if the actor doesn't feel comfortable doing that, then they probably need to get into a different business. That's my opinion. Exactly. You can't rewrite scripts willy nilly. Mm, absolutely allegedly, not. Allegedly, Alice Sweeney, that's got rewriting Dean Higley's scripts when they're on days. Mm-hmm. And Doug Scott got fired allegedly. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't get fired, but I'm saying allegedly. Allegedly for that, yeah. Allegedly, because you can add, you can change a word here. You can add, you know, Victoria Rao did this all the time, where she added some stuff to bring um, that character a little bit more to life, or change change mm. around the wording because of certain they would black people wouldn't say certain stuff how they had it written, you know. 
but when you're changing the overall meaning, Patricia, I don't care. I don't care if you're Susan Lucci or Erica Slazak or um, anybody. You don't have the right to change scenes. Absolutely not. Significantly, that it changes. Where Patricia went wrong, I remember this distinctly because, like, oh, I was so mad when. I found out about this. What she did wrong was, first of all, I under I got where she thought the character of Carlotta should react to it because think about it. She Carla is an ethnic character. Ethnic an ethnic would not take kindly to knowing that their child might be gay or not. Like that's just that's just reality of the situation. But what she went wrong is thinking she could change scripts. And thinking that she was that big enough that she could do it. Not even Robin Strasser did that bullshit. You would don't do that. You don't try to rewrite shit. You cannot, you know, Tony Gary would do that because he had autonomy over at GA. But you cannot try to rewrite scripts, especially. And, you know, same goes allegedly, in my opinion, from an alleged standpoint, same goes for you, Ali Sweeney and Ed Scott, because Ooh, yeah. I get it. Dina Higley is one of the worst hacks in the game, but she is also paid a million dollars a year. Yeah. So you can get your three thousand dollars an episode. Oh, so, yeah, I don't like when the, I just don't like period with any. Actors. It's disrespectful. You know, you know, you know, it, you know. I've I've been in many plays. I've been in many things. I've been in commercials. I've been in many things. Yes, if I'm trying to get up there and do something, and I said, "Well, I've changed this around a little bit. It makes more sense if you do it this way." Oh, that is completely disrespectful you're to that person. You're, I wouldn't have a job. I would be fired from that. Exactly. I'll be fired from that play, and I like it, money. I don't do that shit. Well, she should. She should have had a sit down, one on one with Frank, to discuss the story, not change the fucking thing because she thought that's what the, the show needed to do. No, you can discuss it openly with your producer, with your boss. He might not. Be, he might just tell you, "Bitch, we doing what we're doing. Fuck you." But at least you would have had a discussion. But you well, went ahead you know, and try to rewrite shit. And you lost your job because of it. We ain't heard nothing, none from you since. We haven't heard from you since, point, baby. Yeah, at that point, Carlotta was such a peripheral character, and the whole scene was just kind of just Carlotta misunderstanding the situation, but still being accepting. It's a fucking job. Because at that point, we was barely seeing Carlotta once every couple of months. Right. It wasn't like Carlotta was driving story on. It's not like Jessica Buchanan. Yeah, Dorian was calling that lady's name for three years before we started with the fuck. Carlotta! Carlotta! And let me ask you that. So you were okay with being a racial stereotype and how Robin Strauss... I made. You are made, girl. You are made. You you played that part. You played that part, but you don't want to play the part. Yeah, I'm thinking you have a, a gay son and not like I just I just don't I don't I don't get that from actors. I don't you, you everyone has their right to do certain things. Everyone has their 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 convictions about certain things. There's certain hell there's shit I wouldn't do, you know, but I would definitely wouldn't take that part and then be like, oh, I ain't doing this. I'm changing this script. No, you're not. No, you're not. We're about to get somebody else. But you know, the whole. Just, oh, yeah. But the and whole you know what? like like you guys said, they actually got a real actress in there. <laughs> Cassandra um, did all was well. But the whole Kish thing. Yes. Yeah, uh, so the overall for Kish uh, in the summer of 2009, Oliver is paired with Kyle Lewis, an old friend from college. The pair had been romantically involved, but Oliver broke off the relationship for fear of, of upsetting his conservative family. 
Oliver comes out to his parents in September and starts dating Kyle in November. The couple were written out of the show in April of 2010 with ABC explaining that the storyline, quote, did not have an appeal we hoped it would. Bullshit. Even Bull- though they were one of the you most popular exactly. And that's Bullshit. my whole thing. That was that my whole thing. That was bullshit. Everybody loved the kid's story. No, one Cliff had other bullshit that people didn't like going on. Thanks, you know, Asco. Yeah, it had nothing. Yeah, they, had, they had Oliver sleep with see another gay character had to have a baby with Oliver. Um, I hated that part, but anyway, um, yeah, you know, yeah. The first what always struck me scene, funny. First gay love scene on daytime on One Life to Live. Mm-hmm. They had it was so beautiful the way it was told. It was two characters that okay, understandably they didn't have no ties to history except for maybe Kyle. With you know he was just, he was Rebecca's brother. From back at the rape, Rebecca from the rape store, Marty's rape store, like, but that's the only tie to history he has. So it was two characters that you know it wouldn't have worked because it's two characters that had no ties to anyone, or whatever. They had a love story, but it, the chemistry between those two actors was amazing, and I think it just got ABC when Dorian had that whole gay wedding episode, and she was married. <laughs> She was trying to be a, that inclusive mayor of Landview, and like Please, she think, was Liza Minnelli up in right. Second City <laughs> too. Got, okay, it, Second it City got, too. It, it, it was, I mm. no, I mean, but still at the same time, you're gonna write them out because they have no appeal. They had a lot of appeal to people. Like to this day, people still talk about that couple. It's it's what appeal they didn't, and I I, I was mad at Frank and Ron because they didn't. I felt they didn't fight hard enough to keep this story on the air. I mean, you have two of your gay, you have a gay producer and writer writing the story about a gay Ooh. love story. And the network just said there's no appeal to it. Write them off. The gay network. The gay network. Disney. Gay. gay, gay, gay. <laughs> that has gay days. The right. thing that bothered me about the fish thing is they committed until the day Marty Saybrook left. She was a rape victim through and through. It, it carried it. It literally was like, what? Two decades of that story. They could not commit to a couple of years of two gay men. I never got over that. And that, Casey, is why I never liked One, One Life to Live. You've always wondered why I hated that show. That is why. I always was pissed about that because um, my brother-in-law, Scott Evans, he did a great job in that role. And I just feel like he should have gotten a fair shake. We have bring other rumors of alleged behavioral issues that are also in play here. I'm sure that those were planted because my brother-in-law, Scott Evans, is amazing. Yeah, I don't think I think they that, that yeah they yeah I think that they, yeah. just, they wanted to justify the fire. I can't Thank believe you. you let I can't believe you let one storyline ruin a majestic forty five years on air. But okay, um, <laughs> it's like Eterna and Victoria Lord going to heaven, and you know all they did for uh, black characters and Jewish characters back in the sixties and seventies. Okay. Yeah, it was um, just one of the things like, oh, so ABC was okay with the rape man, so they weren't okay with Okay, the that's my point. That's what I'm okay saying. with raping a woman, but not okay with telling the story of two gay men who love each other. I don't get it. 
Oh, and they were okay with, you know, David Vickers uh, chewing up every last set they had. <laughs> David, uh, you leave Tug Rockets alone. He lost, oh, I'm sorry, his, Tug. he lost his tongue in his eyes in the mummy. Don't you do that to him. Now, sorry, there was one character that should have been gay. That would have been David Vickers. I, I, <laughs> nah, I'm telling you he right now. Um, yeah, Dorian was de- definitely a hag. She David, definitely I, a hag. Is, now that's the character I wish they had to come out because, like, mm-hmm. was, yeah, now wait. yeah, when Tuck Watkins came out, I said the final piece of the book. <laughs> but can piece. can we all agree? Um, David Vickers walked so Leo could run. Okay. Yes, it is. Leo yeah. Stark yeah, yeah, and yeah, David yeah. Vickers, yeah, but Yonga. Was a nasty ass street man. Yeah. <laughs> well, can can Tuck? I Watkins. loved him. I loved him. Always call him Bold Paul and call and the door some damn stepdaughter. I think got that's it. where on got the Leo character idea was David Vickers. I, I, I mean, I, but that's you know, David yeah. Vickers did bad things, but he wasn't vile like Leo. No, he wasn't vile. Yeah, he's he's a die. Oh shit. Anyway, so we have talked a lot about <laughs> General Hospital. Um, so I think you know I'll just pass along some notes here so we can move on to CBS. Uh, General Hospital did not introduce its first gay character until 34 years in uh, with Ted Murdy portrayed by Patrick Fabian. Uh, Ted Murdy was Liz's teacher in high school after she got raped by an unknown assailant. Uh, She suspected Mr. Murdy based on the smell of his cologne. She and Lucky broke into Murdy's house to get proof when he appeared with a man named Richard and Lucky realized that the two are a couple. Uh, Lucas Jones, of course, uh, was born on the show in 1989 and grew up on screen, and he came out as gay in 2005. Um, he was then written out of the show in 2006, but returned in 2014. Uh, Felix Dubois, portrayed by Mark Anthony Samuel, portrayed in, uh, debuted in 2012, excuse me. Brad oh. uh, Cooper, portrayed by Perry Shin, began as a villainous character in 2013 and eventually dated both Felix and Lucas, eventually marrying Lucas. Uh, Christina Corinthos, former Parker's, uh, formerly Parker's student, uh, who eventually became her girlfriend, uh, mm-hmm. portrayed by Lexi Ainsworth. Parker Armstrong, portrayed by Ashley Jones. And mm-hmm. of course, Dr. Terry Randolph, played by transgender actress Cassandra James, is a transgender physician. She's Elizabeth Weber's childhood friend and was her first kiss. She is a pediatric oncologist. So yeah, there you go. That's General Hospital. Didn't get any gay characters until 34 years in. <laughs> Damn. Uh, <laughs> it only made Lucas come out because they were in a race with asshole friends. So they're going to make Luke come out. Exactly. Exactly. That's the only reason they did it. Yeah, it was so rough coming out, and then nothing happened. Until, yeah, the, the best thing about uh, that story was when they was in the police station, and, and Tracy was being Tracy, and Bobby told her, "Back in Florida, we used to beat up rich girls like you for sports. Leave my motherfucking son alone." Like hmm. fuck that. And they didn't. They didn't do anything. And, and they did. And that was pretty much it, child. When Ryan Carnes came back. They tried, you know, Luke, Lucas was like this big player and like he was stringing Felix and Brad along and they were doing their whole, maybe they'll do a threesome or maybe they won't do a threesome and they were all cute and hot and I thought, you know, we're going to get somewhere with that. Yeah, well, why did, wait, why, why did they rehab Lucas back then? Because I know, I know um, 
Great Hogan's son, house. Ben. Ben, I, yeah. I, Allegedly, allegedly, Ryan Carnes didn't want to be typecast because he previously played gay on other shows. No, 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 I'm saying though, before Lucas came along, wasn't then Ben Hogan played Lucas briefly? Then Ryan Carnes came. He sure did. No, no, yeah, Ryan Carnes was first, then he left and let it cast Ben. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. But Ben allegedly was a downplay gay again. Ben Jack played Black. the gay. Ben did the gay storyline, and then yeah. Ryan. No, Ryan came in before Ben for like a yeah, year. Okay. Yep. And then Ben came in, played the gay part. Then he got written out, and then Ryan came back eight years later when they, oh, when okay. Ron brought up the whole yeah, did the whole Ryan. Uh, yeah. Lucas, okay. Yeah. Fred. And Ryan. Y'all almost got to think of what else the world turns because I know when they saw ass Luke, Kim Zimmerson. Play mm-hmm. Luke. Okay, okay. I'm like, oh. they should. Gh, oh, gh. And my whole thing is like, <laughs> if 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 y'all didn't couldn't get Wyatt Carnes, don't get Van Hansen. Right you there. cast you cast this big muscle man for nothing. <laughs> And he I didn't mean, even was, get a sex scene. No, like, yeah. he, he was good looking and everything. He was no, a good they cast him long enough. For him to have a wooden response to Julian being dated. No, not be- a wooden response. Frank cast him so he could get some wood looking at that actor's head. Allegedly. Yeah, it's just. It's Don't just you alleged me, Rodrigo. How can you not find anything for him? This is Bobby's son. <laughs> this is Bobby's son, Lucas. This is, this this is, is a doctor this is, on a show right, called General Hospital. Right. This is, this is Carly and Sam's brother. Like, come on. Gladys. You have, Brad, you have Brad get out of but jail. That's something. And Lucas is not part this of is this. part of the reason why I sometimes want gay actors to play gay characters because then you have people like Ryan Phillippe famously said after he left Billy Douglas, people were trying to typecast him because he played a gay character and he's straight. Same thing happened with Milo Ventimiglia when he played a gay character in the movie Cursed. People suddenly want to cast them in like gay roles and i just kind of wish that more gay people would play gay roles i know it's stupid but no 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 i mean because no we have seen clearly from like holes we have seen god damn it there are gay and trans people who can fucking act yes they deserve to have their shot at hollywood like as as proud as i am of billy porter's accomplishments I hate the fact that he gets all the praise for Pose, like Dominique Jackson and, and MJ Rodriguez, Ooh. Emmy winner, uh, go, wait, Emmy or Golden Globe? Golden Globe. Golden Globe. Emmy nominated. Emmy nominee. But yeah, like, she got the fucking Golden Globe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but big up for her. I'm, I'm so happy she had the um, Apple Plus show with Maya Rudolph. But yeah, it's just like uh, an Angelica <laughs> Ross, my God. But she yeah, is like, an know, unsung hero. You know, my mom was kind of sister because y'all know she's from over here. Um, I, 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 you know, there are plenty of gay people that can act. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of trans people that can act. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying to cut off those roles. I'm not saying it from straight people. But it's like, can y'all at least look for a gay person first? Mm-hmm. If they are all yeah. terrible, if they Thank all come you. and seem bad show to them, you're like, all right, where that straight <laughs> I feel like they came in yesterday. Actors are like, it's straight actors are playing gay roles again. I just like, I don't. 
But I think it's worth noting that if when they do cast a gay actor as a gay character, that's when they become stereotypical. Like, you know, you look at Chandler Massey on Days, you know, I don't think Will is very stereotypical, but then you look at Leo, who is portrayed by a gay actor, and he's pulling off wigs, he's watching Drag Race, he's Mm -hmm. braiding Craig's pubic hair, he's, you know... Yeah, but, but I mean, but that though, that, that's just the right. That's yeah, the that's right the right. Because Leo, but no, do you get what I'm saying? I feel like right. when a gay actor is actually cast, that's so. Yes, it is the writing because I what I'm trying well, to make sometimes is that's the case. Theory. But look at the prom. Remember, the movie, they shot James Ward. He's mm-hmm. straight. And they did a whole minstrel show. And, hey guys, I'm totally gay. Yeah, minstrel. Show. He was so. It was, <laughs> it was bad. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the prom? Mm-hmm. I thought that, no, but was I was bad. more so talking about just the I mean, yeah, like because you know, yeah. some some gay some straight men are up to the past. Hugh Jackman, I mean, he, he does every he does it really well. I ain't say nothing, but Hugh Jackman, he he, <laughs> <laughs> he does it really well. That's all Stop I'll say. It, I heard that, Rodrigo. <laughs> he does it really well. I'm like from mm. Peter, what's uh Liza Minnelli's ex husband to um, Boy of Oz or whatever. All those musicals he's been doing and everything mm. on Broadway. He, God bless him. That's but all yeah, I, but, but, but that's God bless. I mean, I mean, look, look at fucking Tu Wan Fu. Mm-hmm. You know what that's, I'm saying? You had fucking Patrick uh, Swayze and right. Wesley Snipes. Well, John Leguizamo was just kind of getting started, but you had Patrick Swayze and they and weren't typecast. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. They they were. You know, those are they were. Especially with Patrick Swayze being a lot of tough guy movies, and then with mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes, Wesley Snipes was motherfucking Nino Brown. Nino Brown, right? You know, and even after he did that, he went on to be fucking Blade. That's because you know nobody wanted to and see it, him in drag you know, ever again. Noxima was busted. Okay, but <laughs> oh. Noxima needed Noxima. Yeah, mm. but he committed to that fucking. Role. He did. He sure did. That's acting. And they did, they did it because they wanted to challenge themselves. They're like, yep. you know what? Kiki, Lo- Let's go. Kiki is iconic. Kiki Rodriguez is, a, is mm-hmm. iconic. And wait, wait. <laughs> for me, it was, it was easy for, for John because he is a comedian. Yeah. So, you know, it was yeah. easy for him to tap to a character that reminded him of one of his cousins or something like yes. that from the hood. So, yeah. you know, he, he knew how girls acted like that. Yes. And Patrick so, grew up in dance, so he knew what gay people was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So now okay, he said already did. To... He said already did dirty dance. Let me take this shit a step further. Oh, yeah, I cannot wait for the sequel next year. Um, mm. So anyway, let's discuss uh, CBS mm. uh, before we get into Guiding Light. I do want to take a moment to remember Christopher Bernal. Um, Christopher Bernal from 1977 to 1984, and again uh, from 1986 until 1988, portrayed the role of Alan Spaulding. Uh, He left the show due to his illness shortly before his death in 1989. Though his famous character was portrayed as a habitual womanizer, Bernal is considered to be one of the only truly out soap opera actors, as it was fairly well known by both the actors he worked with and the soap press at large that he was gay. Bernal was diagnosed with HIV but continued to work on Guiding Light. He left the show in the summer of 1988 when he became too ill to show up to work, with his role being assumed by actor Daniel Pillon until his role could be recast with a suitable permanent actor. 
Bernau died of a heart attack brought on by complications from AIDS on June 14, 1989 at St. Luke's Roosevelt Hospital, now Mount Sinai West in New York City at the age of 49. At first, Bernal's AIDS diagnosis was kept private with his death certificate listing natural causes Mm. as the cause of his death. He's buried at Santa Barbara Cemetery in Santa Barbara, California. Um, Chaz, let's go to you. What do you think was the importance of Christopher Bernal still to this day uh, being one of the first truly out soap opera actors. Well, he taught other people that you can live in your truth and that you can be successful as an actor or anything that you want to be and be out and gay and, and, and be successful. You know, um, he wasn't afraid, um, like a lot of people are, to live who he was especially in that, that genre, because I can't imagine that it was something easy to do, especially in, you know, the 80s. Um, you know, so I think what he did was, is that, which I don't know if people followed, but um, he was able to continue to be successful, out gay and happy and do what he wanted to do without fear of um, being found out or all, you know, all that kind of other stuff. It's just, he just lived who he wanted to be. And that's so important in being an actor is that, you know, you can, you can, he showed that you can still be successful and do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Harry Lester. Yep. Yep. Jack, Jack motherfucker Abbott, womanizer yeah. supreme. Ter- Jack Abbott. And he, you were telling me something I did not know. Yeah. You know about Harry? Yeah, see me? Yeah. Y'all know Terry Lester was before my time. The only Jack Abbott I know. Yeah. He's the and I didn't watch him on Santa Barbara, so yeah. I Terry, didn't was watch one, girl, Terry was one of the girls, girl. Like he was. Yeah, yeah, yes. I've only seen him in clips because during the time when he was on the Young Arrestors, I was like six, seven years old, so I didn't remember him during that time. Mm-hmm. But I remember him. My first experience with Terry Lester was from the movie Airplane Airport. Airport. Oh, Airport 1975, yeah. Yeah, that was my first experience. Casey, why the hell do you know? Casey, you didn't see that movie live, huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know what, Casey? Like, oh, I, 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 I was in the movie theaters with my mom. Casey, no, 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 no. no, no. How old are you for real? I cannot that was, no, that's the name of the movie is Airport well, No, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying Casey be like all this old shit. I know Airport 75. I was born in the 80s, but anyway. I think Casey is the time. He got he got the prime DeLorean sitting at his and house. Casey is old. really 52 years old. He is For real. 52 years old. <laughs> Posing as a 22 year old. I don't believe it. Casey Mama Casey Mama's watching AMC while she was pregnant with him. <laughs> <laughs> she was watching Turner right. Classic movies and shit like, do you hear right. Barbara Stanwyck? Yep. Yep. She was Shut up. You watch Edge of Night, child. Like Edge of Night, all that. <laughs> but uh, but speaking of somebody that wasn't, you know, that was out and proud. Rest in peace, James Mitchell. Goddamn it, my motherfucking Paul McCord. James he was, James he, was, he was with his mm-hmm. he was with his man for thirty nine years to the yep. day he died. Well, and also you know that- Michael Corbett oh. as well. If you want to continue the Young and the Restless. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, David Kimball. 
Yes, honey. Oh, yes. Michael Corbin, he's, he's one of the girls, honey. Like, come Did on. Did not know that either. Y'all yes, tell me yeah. all kinds of stuff. Don't be surprised, girl. Oh, go on Google. Honey. Go on. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Um, I can name you. No one has a girlfriend over 40 in the soap actor. Kazoon or gay. I can oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh. A whole bunch of soap actors back in them days that you would not believe. I also, um, you know, you did bring up Terry Lester, and we'll get to the CBS soap characters themselves. But I think this is very interesting to uh, discuss. Why am I googling Josh Morrow right now? Chaz got wishful thinking. Chaz like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Chad, we're not doing that. We're no. going back. Chaz <laughs> is like, I really want to get mounted like a stallion by Eric. Oh, Brady. hold on really now, Chaz didn't say all that. I was just wondering. <laughs> I not even told y'all. Yes, wife and kids, best of like cock, as far as I know. All right, all right, all right. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, he wasn't that boy, man. <laughs> do you remember now, now, y'all already know. Chaz don't do that. Y'all know he do the bending. <laughs> so, so who do the bending? Wait, wait, you the do the bending? The old pop band was three doing the bending? <laughs> oh, you doing the bend? Oh, you doing the bend? Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Chaz, like, I'm I'm just grab you by the back of your neck. That's going on right now and continue. Like that's right. Oh, th- oh, okay. What would you say, Casey? My bad, Chad. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> all of these lies and fallacies right. and untruths—they don't know nothing Not about the fallacy. So, um, <laughs> Michael Fallon once wrote this about Terry Lester for the AIDS Memorial Instagram page. I met Terry Lester one evening years ago. It was the early 1980s and most anything could happen back then, including walking into a steam room just as a tall blonde naked man was stepping out of it. I recognized Terry immediately because at that time he was starring in the daytime soap opera, The Young and the Restless. I was face to face with a very naked and very wet Jack Abbott with a huge grin on his face. Terry said hello, turned around and followed me back inside. Terry was not only an actor, but an accomplished pianist, vocalist, and composer. He was a gay male running away from a flawed image of himself that he'd acquired while growing up in Indiana. He'd made quite an effort to please his family throughout his life and couldn't reconcile his sexual orientation. He was often conflicted, living an open secret and a double life that he grew weary of trying to hide. Terry was always generous, kind, and lovable. Terry always sought to help others, made the effort to go the extra mile for a friend or stranger, even getting involved in Big Brothers. Terry loved to laugh, loved riding his motorcycle through the Hollywood Hills and up the coast as I clung tightly to him. He loved singing and playing piano duets with me late at night. He loved dimly lit, intimate restaurants. In typical Terry fashion, complicated, conflicted, and contradictory, he adored his privacy, but loved being recognized in the public. Eventually, after years of attempting to suppress his sexuality, Terry's darker side surfaced and his behavior and sexual antics put him at risk. There was no reasoning with him, no cautionary warnings that were effective. Ultimately, Terry went back home to Indiana where the news story said that he died after a series of heart attacks. Even in death as in life, the truth was secreted. All these years later, the love and the memories remain. Once again, that's by Michael Fallon. Um, was he? Was he wow. a love? Honey, clearly somebody who was loving up on Mr. Terry. 
Uh, yeah, he saw him in the steam room and shit. Oh, okay, and, he mm. said, yeah, if you don't, okay, if like you don't beat me over, have his cock. Okay, like if you don't beat me over, call me <laughs> Diane Jenkins. Oh nah, not Diane Jenkins. <laughs> so, um, oh, Michael walk also, Texas, right? um, in the Instagram comments, so many people gave love to Michael and sharing the story. Michael said. Thank you for all the loving comments about Terry. He was a huge part of my life and for a period of time and until his death and up until now, he's locked in my heart and memories. Oh, damn. Yeah. He put it on. Oh, that was some good dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, you guys! It's so serious and heartbreaking. I could not. This No, Terry Lester. Look, he put that shit down with that man. That to this day. Okay. Is you talking about oh my okay. god. <laughs> <laughs> He I'm put that down, shit down, down baby. Down, like, down, go on, on look. Yes, I know that's right, Terry. Go on, Terry. Okay, <laughs> Terry. <laughs> that person asked him. Okay, he said, Terry, you, you know, sang, you, baby. Know you, you put that shit sang. down. This man is still talking about you in death. Like, you still okay, talking about Okay, Terry, let's have been dead almost well, 20 years. Yes. Okay. He has, he but y'all saw Terry wasn't a small dude, if you know what I'm saying. Okay, it's like, he said, I know he call me no, did it. This, this oh, one battle, you gonna win. Go on YouTube and see some old Jack Abbott. That man okay. was in those speedos. Oh my god, Jack. That man okay. was a barely fitting over it. The tennis. <laughs> oh my god, when he would come down the Abbott stairs in those tennis shorts, I, if I was Ashley, I would have been. He had, like, the, well, he had the original Hoochie Mom. Daddy shorts. The original <laughs> so Hoochie did. Daddy shorts. He invented was them. Terry Jack Abbott had the Hoochie Daddy shorts, and he just. Oh, he put it on Nikki. He put it on Diane. He, put it on- <laughs> he secretly put it on Victor. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. I, I told you that that man, he told Terry, you bend me over and call me Victor. This one boy, you're going to win, baby. <laughs> no, you know what? Look, I bet Terry's Jack used to call Victor Christian. <laughs> That's it. Okay. That's perfect. He's like, call me by my government name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man. Okay, Debbie, rehearsing scenes. Eric Brady be like, now nah, go on with that bullshit. You got that? Mm. Uh, you, you would be a lot of these soap actors back, it, you know. Yeah, you know, because I was shocked about James Mitchell because I didn't know until like right when he died. Oh mm-hmm. no, you were gonna yeah, tell he, he was one of the girls. He when, was well, well he no, like, because oh, I mean, well, he was, look, he was, look now, look now, he was eighty nine when he died. So, right. When I met Tom McCartland, he was sixty. Shit. Right. The first time I turned old. on all my children. Yeah, and, and, and by that like, time, like, Palmer was just always Well, first of all, old. the first time Casey turned on all my children, the show was ready to get going. You know what I'm saying, Casey? Oh, <laughs> oh Casey, <laughs> you memories of all when my he children. Turned it on, when he first turned on all my children, Eric King had a science project that was due on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> when he turned when he turned on the Vietnam War, hadn't even started yet. Shit, Ruth, Ruth was just graduating nursing school and shit. I was rooting for Mona to get some love. I was Casey is immortal. I know okay. he's a damn vampire. Shit. Ooh, I loved seeing Casey. Casey was she she was at um he was at um Phoebe's Phoebe and Lee and Langley's what? Well, you know, Shit. my favorite Victoria was definitely Jillian Spencer. <laughs> Lord. Jesus. Too bad he's being Perry. honest. 
Guiding light. I don't even think guiding light ever did any gay storylines. Yes, yeah, so let's get into guiding light. So guiding light, mm. uh, also known as the guiding light, was an American television soap opera broadcast by NBC Radio, followed by CBS Radio, and then CBS Television, which aired between January 1937 and September 2009. Their gay characters included Olivia Spencer, portrayed by Crystal Chappelle. Oh, okay. Natalia Rivera, portrayed by Jessica Leccia, and Doris Wolf, portrayed by Orloff Cassidy. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot, I forgot that. Um, that yeah, Doris. Doris. Yeah, yeah, Doris. Yeah, Doris. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I forgot all about that. Damn. He uh, was revealed to be a lesbian when the Olivia and Natalia story started. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then, yeah then, they in, then, then they run into her at a gay bar or something. Yep. Yeah, they ran into her at like Biker Chicks Week or something. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, my. I had a lot of issue with Olivia and Natalia and to this day. I liked it. Me too. I I liked it too. But then that's just so sad that out of that show, 72 year history, we didn't get shit to the end. I think honestly. We had to get our first gay story on God Like with handy cams and popping out of bushes and shit. I liked it, but Chris Bell, she was was the forced lesbian stories i've ever seen in daytime um to me it seemed as though it was a ratings grabber uh last ditch effort by ellen wheeler um i don't think there was any investment from jill laurie hurst or ellen wheeler to ever tell that story um the fact that they only kissed like twice um and Yeah. yeah so that's why i think it was bad because and honestly I think the two actresses had chemistry, but I don't even think they had a commitment. But you know, now look, Venice is on it. Chappelle is now being a career being a lesbian. Right. lesbian. It's been on for thirteen so. years, but they didn't have Look out into inspired Venice. That's the only good thing about that thing. Yeah, Venice is on season eighty-two. Uh, look, <laughs> right. I bet you know. Look. Venice and General Hospital celebrated 15,000 episodes today. If I was Ellen Wheeler, the minute April 1st, 2009 came and they wanted to shut out the light, I would have been like, I fine. Natalia and Olivia would have been eating pussy on April 2nd. <laughs> no, fuck right. Fuck CBS. <laughs> fuck Left Moonves. Fuck right. Telenex Media. Fuck Procter and Gamble. Fuck Bounty. Fuck all you motherfuckers. <laughs> Let's do it. Bounty? Fuck Bounty. Why <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bring Bounty in there? Bounty is like, why am I Because by the time I would have got done, God damn it, Olivia Spencer would have been the quilted quicker picker up at this <laughs> Please, fuck y'all. They should have went balls to the wall. We could have got some, we could have got some, some cat looking shit them last four five months. Yeah, I would have went the fuck. Yeah, they should have went in. They should have went. I, 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 I would have been telling them they should get buzz cut. They already canceled that. So wait, you think that Natalia's pussy had four flies? I would have told. I would have told. They were already canceled. to um get a pair of Timberlands. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> For real, BK. For real, like BK and this bitch, let's do this. I would have had to tell you what no, was yeah, going on. I, I agree to it. They should have gone balls to the wall. Yeah. There wouldn't have been any they balls would, with those two, though. They, they could have went clit to the walls. Oh, <laughs> Lord. I got to go. Oh, Lord Jesus. They should have. They, no, they for real. The floor. 
Double okay. tap, double tap them clips and like this. Oh, okay. From the top, make and it drop. That's some oh, okay. drops it. Like I was waiting, I was waiting I, for them to you. like drop the mic or something. They, 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 yeah, they, they were too safe for that shit. They were and then too. Got Olivia in these big ass hats in the final episode. But my only problem, problem was that Olivia like, looking like Blossom. Loved it. Like, come on now, it's like, like only, sudden, sh- only strap on to say the world. Let's do this. Come on. But my problem was like Olivia liked Dick so much that like all of a sudden, yeah, it did feel kind of case you are right. It looked rushed, it looked kind of forced, but the, I like the chemistry between Crystal and Jessica because they just like But y'all was, I mean, but y'all, I mean, at the same time, there are some people who come out like that. They, they come out like you know, know, they, they, they I do. think it was told a hell of a lot. Like I think the beginnings of the story were told a hell of a lot better. No, I, I do get it. To me, it I literally it. became a last minute. We want the lesbian rating. You know, honestly, it. I felt like I was watching an Elizabeth Warren, you know, petition for Congress video. Like, I want the lesbian vote this year because I, I hope you help me get it. That is uh, like, Casey, I do uh, get it. Because, yeah, and I do what you said, Rodrigo. Like Olivia was a little man crazy. Now I could kind of get it with Natalia. Natalia did seem kind of like a yeah, definitely like Natalia. a submissive, like you know, because she kind of reminded me of like a Meredith Baxter Burns. Oh and yeah, yes, I and, I, and I still one. call her Meredith Baxter Burns. That's what, just like I still say Rebecca okay. Romaine Stamos. But um, <laughs> <laughs> and I even still say Colleen Zink Panther. I don't care. But yeah, oh, um, Colleen gonna whoop your ass for that. Colleen okay, gonna, Co- okay. Your Colleen, world gonna it. stop turning. Colleen, that oh, okay. Okay. back on you. That just Lucia. Colleen gonna be like, look, damn it, I still love beautiful her. Mark, but we ain't on that shit no more. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, Miss Colleen. Miss I, I, I'm I like, don't, disagree. Go, don't put me in the spot. I don't want to turn eighty. Don't put. I'm gonna disagree with all y'all. Um, I liked. Oh, 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 what was that? Oh, Otalia. Oh, yeah. I liked Otalia. Um, unlike Casey, who was born three days ago, I watched <laughs> this character grow, and she was. you do, but okay. She was a very man-hungry man or man-hungry woman. You acting like I never saw the guy in light. Shit. (laughs) You did. I started watching it in 1992. You weren't even a spiggle then, girl. You weren't a spiggle. I never saw a guiding light. Now, you know, damn well, Casey went back. He was there when Ernest Phillip was writing (laughs) man My great grandma was showing He was there when, when I can't. had her miscarriage. He was <laughs> pouring her some um Campbell soup. It's okay, Erna. It's okay, Erna. It's, okay, Erna. it's like all right. But the thing with Olivia is, I think like I in my interpretation of it yeah. was that Natalia brought her down. She wasn't about sex anymore. She was about feelings. And it was like... Yeah. A good version of Samantha and Maria. You know what I mean? It forced I, Olivia I, to grow up. I, I really loved that yeah. that couple. And I might be, you know, standing on my I'm gonna die on that hill by myself. I don't care. But I liked I liked them, I but I think them. they probably could have done it with Della character, get more audience. Like if they did it with Mara, made Mara bisexual. I think they that did not care about no Mara. Or even well, if they had explored, even if we had seen a journey with Doris, you know, instead of them mm, just being, Doris, girl, you gay? You want to grab some Cosmos? Okay. That baby. was a mess. That was a big mess because. Like, even it, so, I would have liked maybe if it would have been Doris's journey more because mm, mm. Um, my thing is, is. Oh, Marina. 
They could have Marina. Marina. Oh, that would oh, have been hell no. Yeah, Danny and Bruno did have lesbian energy. Yeah. She didn't have range. She didn't have range. Period. She gave me a lesbo. Oh. She gave me a lesbo tease. Don't do that to her. <laughs> she does look like she did. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, no, no, I, no, I just think, yeah, she did always have a little tomboy aspect little about tomboy her. little thing going on. Like, I was like, okay, girl. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, they could have did that with Marina. Marina could have been a good character to explore that with, but I mean, because I, I mean, they they had I, her, they I, had about the mess around with her almost daddy. Because so. Crystal Chappelle, yeah, yeah, I was so damn pissed when they had her. That on was the, disgusting. Because uh. Crystal Chappelle gives me Gina Gershon and like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Show girl. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Gina Gershon and Showgirl. Nah, like, no, Gina Gershon was so one, sexy, one, but. Her and Jennifer Tilly, that's that one. Um, oh, that movie. Uh, what was that movie they did? But she exactly left. what was that movie they did? Give <laughs> 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 me that. You said it all. Yeah, Bow. I know what you're talking about. I Bow. remember yeah. that movie. Thank you, Alan. Bob. No, Kristen Chappelle gave me a lot of lesbian energy because, like, she just she became this lesbian icon with Venice mm-hmm. because, like, and I think Crystal, I think she kind of dabbles in like. Mm. If Damn, I'm not, not, not you speculating about her person. Allegedly. I thought I heard I her know. say that you, she you making that up. Her I thought I, I, thought I read first. something that she kind of dabbles okay. with the, with the girlies. Like they be doing mm. things up over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, I got it. Like, she was an icon for lesbians when she came out with the Venice because, like, she just gave that energy. So that's, that's everything why she does. That's what I'm so sick of Crystal Spell doing. Look, I would love Guiding Light brought back. Crystal Spell, why do you keep portraying the same exact character? You've done 52 web series and portrayed the same exact <laughs> character in every single one. Ooh, I'm going to be a lesbian at a Victorian hotel. Ooh, I'm going to be a lesbian and let she found her name. She leave her somebody, alone. Can somebody hire her on a damn soap over then? Like, come please, on now. Get Carly Manning back, please, and redeem that storyline. Oh, Elizabeth needs a mother. Get Elizabeth's mother up in here. Ooh, Ooh, I would love that. Yeah. Come on now. Um, come on. Let's, so let's discuss also the other Procter & Gamble soap, As the World Turns. Um, uh, As the World Turns was broadcast from April 1956 to September 2010. And I think it's safe to say they have a rather rocky history with gay characters. Um, uh, so Mark and Wall during the Wire Strike. As the World Turns' first gay character uh, was actually the first gay character on television. Um, Just like when All My Children had the first lesbian character, As the World Turns had the first gay character. And it was Hank Elliott, portrayed by Brian uh, Starcher, who appeared on the show between 1988 and 89. Hank was gay and was set to go through the process of an AIDS diagnosis before producers decided a different character would do it instead. Um, the character was abruptly written out. Mm. Uh, then, of course, we had Luke Snyder, portrayed by Van Hansis, who appeared from 2005 to 2010. Luke came out and developed a crush on his heterosexual friend. He later began a relationship with Noah and afterwards Reed. And then, of course, there was Noah, portrayed by Jake Silberman, and Reed Oliver by Eric Sheffer Stevens. Um, oh, I love that. I story. think the biggest mm-hmm. thing to kind of talk about was Procter and Gamble's kissing ban when it mm. came to the characters uh, of Noah. Unfortunately, I had uh, no Mary Woman during the Ryder strike. Exactly. 
So this was from the Orange County Register, an article written by David Bowder in March of 2008. The love affair between two young men on the CBS soap opera As the World Turns has triggered a protest campaign by angry viewers. It's just not the sort of protest you'd expect. Fans of the fictional romance between Luke Snyder and Noah Mayer are baffled about why the two characters have not kissed on screen since September, Mm -hmm. wondering whether it's a sign of squeamishness by CBS or show sponsors Procter & Gamble. The fans have started a letter-writing campaign, posted an online petition, and even have a website that counts the days, hours, minutes, and seconds we can know a last locked lips. Lord, we can support this show and applaud the show for doing the storyline, said Roger Newcomb, a computer worker from New York's northern suburbs, and the man behind the campaign. For those who don't know, Roger has also owned the iconic website we love soaps for many years um uh-huh. <laughs> just like on and yes. why they have to be censored or treated differently mind you this article is from 2008 let me just say that again uh-huh. <laughs> um, as the world turns which premiered in 1956 had the first gay male character in daytime drama in 1988 last august was another milestone believed to be the first time two gay men kissed on a soap when Luke surprised Noah with a sign of affection. They kissed again in September at a time Noah was still coming to grips with being gay, but since officially becoming a couple, their lips have been sealed. Um, So Alan, talk to us about Luke and Noah and what are your thoughts on the overall kissing ban that was implemented by Procter & Gamble during this time period? There's bullshit and homophobic. I did overall like Luke and Noah, but let's be real, they didn't really have much chemistry because Jake Silverman was stiff as a board and not in the good way. Oh, not in the good way. That's why I like Reed better. I Mm. like Reed. Yeah, but they fucking killed him off and Luke had to be the only character who had an unhappy ending on that show. Everyone else had to be happy at the end. The Luke had Lou's chest on that fucking on Chris's chest. Lucas that reads heart. Fucking bullshit. That was and terrible. For those that was who horrible. don't um, for those who don't believe that there was a kissing ban, uh, Procter and Gamble spokeswoman Jeannie Farrington admitted as much in 2008, um, saying that this was a creative decision for them and that it's always hard to please a diverse audience, and they have a diverse audience. Well, uh, I'm gonna be, no be messy. Stop, stop, I hate when they say that bullshit. I'm gonna be messy. Let's let's be real. When before the Luke gay storyline started, who was playing Luke before Van Hansen's? Ooh, ooh, here, here you go. Yes. Um, ironically mm-hmm. enough, his character turned out to be gay on the show years later. But anyway, um, mm. you know, Jake Kim Zimmer's son Jake was playing Noah Luke at the time. They were going to the, the gay storyline, and for some reason, you know, mm. Jake was not available anymore to play that part. Don't say it. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. I'm mm. just saying. But you can already tell, like, you know, mm. the show was setting up a good story. It's just they couldn't kiss. I remember the coverage they got from Entertainment Tonight for this kiss alone, just for a kiss. A kiss that all the straight characters have been doing for years before mm-hmm. that. But we get the coverage of the kiss. 
Mm-hmm. And they didn't get a kiss again for another for months after that. And if you're gonna do these stories, tell it. You need to go all the way and tell it. And it like it, we're talking about 2008, y'all. 2007, like around that time, like we couldn't get a kiss on the air. Mm-hmm. Meryl, Matt on Meryl's place never had a kiss on the air. That was the 90s. And still in 2007, we're still talking about a gay kiss. That is so like today is so whatever right now. Like you see a gay kiss on TV, okay. And what? <laughs> we're talking no, about actually did fuck, uh, but it was very much a kiss, then fall in the bed situation. Oh and yeah, weren't they? Fade and the they were shirtless. And then fade the black. Fade the black. It's always yeah. fade the black with our love scene. For some reason, they were shirtless and in Levi jeans in the next scene. <laughs> right. So it's just like, I commend, again, I commend As the World Turns, or even attempting a story like this. The character of Reed was a fascinating character for me because he was this... I agree. Like, I agree. Masculine, straight edge, like, tell it like it dark. is... Mm. Thought, like you didn't know if he was gay because in the beginning mm-hmm. you're like you did not know if he was gay or not because they just didn't play it that way. Mm-hmm. And but I think he, the perfect yeah. line from this Orange County article, I think the perfect line is the soap opera's producers seem to win it both ways to get credit for having a gay couple, but no backlash from long-term viewers for showing intimacy. Um, and that was actually said by Carolyn Hinsey, um, which you know. I have always loved Carolyn because she tells it like this. <laughs> um, Emmy, Emmy. So, um, let's talk about Barbara Bloom. Uh, mm. <laughs> so, Barbara Bloom admitted in this article that there hasn't been a negative reaction to Luke and Noah that much. Um, however, she also said, um, CBS's Barbara Bloom said she would like to see Luke and Noah's romance continue. Quote, if that means there is a natural progression to the physical relationship, I would be in support of it. She uh, mm. said. Ugh, these quotes, these fucking dumb quotes. Like, these are so from, okay, so let's parallel this for a second. Mm. From Frank Valentini telling us we just have to sit back and watch Dina Higley's masterclass in LGBT. <laughs> <laughs> um, to Nora Hannon Gannon Buchanan going to the Straight Spousal Network, which I have you guys ever heard of that? Too? I haven't. I sounds just as absurd as Christian Meek. <laughs> I'm like, is the straight is that run by like Antonio Sabato Jr. or something? No, no, Tammy Faye probably ran that before Tammy she passed Faye, away. No, it wasn't Tammy no. Faye. No, she was, uh, she Maybe was, Jim uh, Baker. It was Jim. It was Jim. <laughs> <laughs> now y'all know damn well Cyrus Renault run that site. Cyrus Renault. You know what's funny about Procter and Gamble? I always thought this was funny. And by yeah. the way, my mother told me this allegedly. They mm. produce porn overseas. So for them to not like Ooh, damn. the gays here yeah, in America is funny. In, you know, in there, it's Julie just funny to me. Like, ha ha funny. Such a funny time that like CBS and mm. that time frame where, mm. you know, 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was CBS's first time even attempting really like a gay storyline where they were they would make it. It's yeah. the son of Lily. This is Lily's son. This is Lillian's right. son. Mm-hmm. Gay. So again, Brilliant. you are a character we grew up watching, a child. Mm-hmm. You're making him gay. Like that was huge at the time. For mm-hmm. as a world time, they hadn't done a storyline till 20 years since they did their last storyline back then. So it was like, and then Lily, I remember the start when Luke came out, and then yes. Luke said Lily was trying to like convert him in taking the conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. Not Lily down that motherfucking stairs. <laughs> okay, because yeah, Martha Burns was having her. Her 85th child needs to go on maternity leave. They had to run around. Not her 85th. <laughs> they had to oh, run around. I, I know they got so goddamn. No, see, that's why Chris Galvin ain't want her ass to come back for the end. Ooh. Chris Galvin was like, no, her ass gonna end up pregnant. Fuck that. Ooh, we, also got nine been because, we still got nine um, months of story to film. Ain't nobody got time for turning. It also might have been because they had a stronger actress playing the role. In oh, damn. No, that is better, yeah. They didn't, um, have, they didn't, have, they didn't have a mag in the car. We know we know who she is. Oh, oh shit! shit. <laughs> this shit is getting real. Um. Anyway, but this isn't a Martha. We see you, bitch. We see you, bitch. We know who you are. Period. Just because you, you post that's memories, why, that's why you weren't you the last memories. year. You weren't the last year. That's what they didn't want you back, boo. They didn't want you. Oh, Just shit. because you keep posting memories about Lisa <laughs> Brown giving you phone calls <laughs> and necklaces doesn't mean shit. Go keep oh my up. god. Go keep visiting Liz Hubbard. So anyway, those LGBTQ characters on that world turn. Go keep visiting Liz like she remembers what happened oh back. Oh my god! There's a reason my as the world turns. Okay, we get it, girl. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yes. what I also found interesting about this Orange County article, and I just I love this article so much because it really does lay off the history. Uh, from As the World Turns, and then we'll move on to the Bell shows. But, you know, we were talking about on One Life to Live how the gay characters were blamed by ABC for the low ratings of the show. And Roger Newcomb said in this article um, that he's been bothered by other things going on on the soap opera. Um, Again, this was back in 2008. Um, Like when a 14-year-old boy shot a man who was attacking his mother, One character is so desperate for a baby that she slept with her ex-brother-in-law and was nearly caught having sex in an elevator. Another woman led her children and her ex-husband into believing she had a brain tumor just to get back with him. Um, And then Newcomb's kind of partner in this uh, article, Weber, said, all are more offensive to her than two men kissing. So Chaz... Why do you think <laughs> networks are so willing to always have the gay characters as a scapegoat as they tell destructive story after destructive story to the genre, dating back to this article in 2008? History, and it's easy. It's easy to blame a scapegoat when your show is shit and you got other kind of problems with it, it's easier to blame it on. Well, they don't like the gay people. It's the easiest thing to pick up. That's yeah. my answer. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, also, before we move on to the Bell shows, uh, this is an article from August 25th of 1988 from Andrew uh, Yarrow at the New York Times. Once again, going back to the character of Hank Elliott, Andrew writes, daytime soap opera has hardly been a 
bastion of prudery, but until last Thursday, one sexual taboo remained inviolable. Uh, although seemingly every sort of sexual and psychological, um, oh, Jesus Lord, this man and his words, um, hmm. <laughs> exotica. <laughs> It's like you write an article about a gay man, not the thesaurus. Um, although seemingly every sort of sexual and psychological exotica has made its way. I'm sorry. Now you know how we feel. Has made its not exotic, buddy. Exotica. I feel like I'm sending uh Baltimore back to his home planet. Now, now, see, now, Casey, now you know how we feel <laughs> when you be referencing okay. um, Missy May Talbot from an episode of uh, Love the of Life. <laughs> no, now Casey knows how we feel when we be reading the scripts for forever a day, and he'd be like, such as though malarkey. I'm like, who the hell talk like this? Yeah, soap opera. Who character. the hell talk like this? Um, Soap audiences will accept rape. They will accept yes. murder. They will accept yes. back from the dead. They will accept all type of tomfoolery and bullshit tropes. But you don't watch no two gay men or two women kissing. Ooh, or no. Kissing. no. And I try, like, not not on my like afternoon them. TV. Like you want to watch every vile, violent thing that happened to women to happen on this shit on these you'll shows. watch a white man play a latin doppelganger who rapes the love of his life you know and then the white man who stuck that latin doppelganger on that poor woman you gets away white woman play a no black woman i'm gonna play. really oh, annoy oh, i'm a really annoy casey you'll watch you. two cousins fall in love two men jonathan and tammy First cousins, like first doing cousins. it. Yes. Doing um, it. So anyway, like, I would deal question. with a, a crossdresser killing my Nadine Cooper. Oh Jesus! But y'all don't want to see no cat yeah. licking. So, um, in this article, Douglas Marlin, who was gay, is also brought up. Um, so psychological exotica has made its way onto these popular serials. Male homosexuality has been off limits for leading characters, according to Douglas Marlin, the head writer for the now 32-year-old CBS serial. On Thursday's show, that barrier fell as the mysterious Hank Elliott informed his um, girlfriend that he was gay. Although lesbian relationships and women with AIDS have surfaced on soaps before, Mr. Marlin said there has been a strong belief that there would be resistance to male homosexuality from an audience that is primarily female. The show's producer, sponsor, network, and audience, though, have supported the new plot twist, he added. I like to believe that As the World Turns is representative of everything in our lives, Mr. Marlin said. In the mix of 32 contract characters, I felt it was lacking that there wasn't one gay man. The relationship will remain off camera, however, and at least for the immediate future, AIDS will not enter the story. Thank you. I, oh, Jesus Christ. This is a point. They, it was done for publicity. Like a lot of these stories were done for that initial, mm -hmm. that initial publicity, like to get those eyeballs, get, you know, people talking about this show. But you want to introduce these stories and then you want to tame them, but like you want to tell the writers, you can do that, but 
we're just not gonna show kissing, bed scenes, um, lovemaking. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. We can do it, but not with men because with- Taraya almost I- had sex on my screen at twelve thirty in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Leo and um, what's his buckets, Craig? They look like bros in bed. So, and that's the not bros in bed. Bros in bed. Um. So let's discuss the Bell shows now, um, starting with The Young and the Restless. The Young and the Restless has aired on CBS since 1973, and there have been five out characters, but one questioning. Hmm. So Philip Chancellor III was portrayed by Tom Beert and came out during his return. Uh, <laughs> Rafe Torres was portrayed by Yanni Gelman. Um, oh. Mariah Copeland, portrayed by Cameron Grimes, explored her bisexual uh, bisexuality um, after kissing Tessa Porter. And then Tessa Porter, portrayed by Kate Fairbanks, revealed her attraction to her friend Mariah, though she was dating Mariah's brother Noah. And of course, now Mariah and Tessa are married. However, the first out character on The Young and the Restless was that of Joanne Curtis, portrayed by Kay Herbley who was a receptionist uh, uh, and Catherine's crush. Uh, When Joanne realizes this, she ends their friendship. And then of course, let's talk about Catherine Chancellor overall, portrayed for 40 years by Gene Cooper, who had a crush. (laughs) Uh, Catherine began lavishing Joanne with gifts, but when Joanne realizes this, like I mentioned, she ends the friendship. Um, And that is because CBS did tell Bill Bell that they were not willing to move forward with him telling a lesbian story for Catherine. So, Adam Newman, Emmy, let's go to you. Talk about what it means to you as a viewer of this show to hear about Catherine uh, almost being involved in a lesbian storyline because Bill Bell wanted to do one. And then 49 years later, we see Taraya walk down the aisle. So I had heard about the um, Catherine um, friendship because unlike some people on this podcast, I wasn't alive then watching it live. Um, I really felt like the, the whole Tessa, Mariah, Noah, Devon storyline was so good. And I feel like Ron is trying to do that, um, but not as good. Um, it was so good. Um, Robert Adamson, I felt so bad for him. I know it wasn't really Robert, but it was so good. And then ever since they got together, they have just been written so terribly. What I wish would have happened and what could still happen, um, two things on this show. One, I wish that Nick and Sharon would organize a P flag first pride parade and that gets them back together. But, you know, Nick would then have to acknowledge that he has a relationship with Mariah, which he doesn't. And then the other thing, and I know people are gonna gonna come at me for, I don't care, okay, I don't care. I want Kevin to have an affair with Philip Chancellor, period. And I want, um, 
a, a gay actor, obviously. Maybe Tom, maybe a little, maybe a recast. Um, but I also, why isn't that um, John Sherman or John Silva, whatever his son's, why doesn't he come back? Because Robert Gant is gay. No, because he did. Robert Gant? No, the character. Oh. John Silva is dead. No, no, um, his no, son is dead. No. David, I think it's David. So yeah, no, yeah, Mitchell Sherman's son David died. Remember, he he had a deathbed confession. What was the confession? I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Anyway, yeah, it was because um, I always wanted Robert Gant to be the new Philip, but I mean that. Hey, they've done it on other shows. I mean, there is an actor allegedly going to be um, that's a full-time contract actor on a soap right now. And that's going to be another character in a couple weeks, but that's allegedly, I'm not, you know, going to say anything about that. Um, So yeah, I think that, and I know people are going to be like, Oh, Kevin straight. Yeah. But is he, I mean, Gloria's his mother for crying out loud. He can't be one of them children's got to be gay. Gloria, Gloria had a gay a baby. Mark, so that's at least Gloria had a gay here. baby, okay? A gay both man them. came out of that vagina, okay? Let's be real, Emmy. Both them babies are gay. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Michael, you leave Michael alone. They both look, look goddammit. Laura Simmo is the best. I was Mike. I want a late in life. Michael is gay. He has an affair with a fucking man because I do not believe that oh. Michael Lord, no, you cannot tell me them two are that. No, hell no. They would never because then no. why did uh, he? No. Because then oh. it makes it look like he hated women. That's why he raped Christine all those years ago. It gives mm-hmm. a bad look to gay men. No, he keep Michael straight. You tried to rape Christine. Mm. Oh, he did try to rape her. Lord Jesus, why they keep okay? Anyway, uh, I don't think they do it now because remember the Craig and Nancy story got such backlash. Exactly. So they probably wouldn't do the that. way it was done. It was just terrible. It could, that it. that story could have been done better. It could have been done better. Really, I like him digging through the wall. <laughs> okay, I guess that was just me. Then. Okay. <laughs> oh God, what a silence oh, just what? fell upon the podcast. Um, <laughs> Anyway, that whole Philip shit was some bullshit because so yes, let's talk about that. That was ridiculous that he want to fake his death. Yes, he want nobody know he was gay. Yeah, fake his death and then send that fucking cane ass motherfucker to replace like to play him. If I was Jill, I would have whooped his ass. I was talking about when Michael dug through the wall to get at Christine. I thought thought y'all was talking about. Sorry. It's okay. Um, so then it's like they didn't, you know, they had Philip come out as gay. Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything with him. No, they did. I don't even know. So why it happened. Out. Showed up and say, "Hi, I like love cock. Bye." Yeah, yeah, that was I, it. It was that was a. And now we haven't heard from Philip. No, the last time we heard Philip was when he was twerking like Megan Stallion and broke his damn foot in Australia. And Nina been there with him ever since taking care of him watching Will and Grace reruns. But why wasn't though, he there though, when, when his son was son shot? Back from the dead. Yeah, his son was shot. He was named. Stepsis, uh, you know, their surrogate has right. been kidnapped. Uh, Philip wasn't even there for Catherine's funeral. I, nope. I would bring Philip back, but not with Tom Bears. No. You cannot act at all. Ooh. Um, I'm just going to say that right there. And then you did say that. 
there's a reason. Get Tuck Watkins. Get Tuck Watkins to play. Yeah, Tuck, Tuck, yes. Mm. Tuck would be good. Mm. Uh, okay. Him yeah, and Jeff Walton yes. would have me scream. Yes, they would. Oh, my God. They would have me Oh, scream. they would have me scream. Wait a minute. Aren't they close in age? No, Jess is no. 73 and oh, okay. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. Jess is 73 and he's like 54. Yeah. Oh, okay. Same okay. time Jill had that baby was around in our 20s. So okay. she well and Jill oh. had that baby really young too. So yeah, so Tuck Walkers would be great because no, not Tom Beer's baby. Oh mm, no. <laughs> you know. <laughs> come back. That shit was cringe. When he came back on the show, that was cringe. I was like, ooh, ooh. they should have recasted. Oh shit. <laughs> I would have been fine with a recast. I would have been fine the with The tea has my been first question would have been if I was well, no, I get, I, no, I, I get it though. I get why yes. they brought him back yeah. for the history and the flashbacks and shit. I get but my that. first question would have been as Jill. How am I supposed to believe you, Philip Daniel Goddard? Where'd you get your accent from, bitch? That whole storyline <laughs> in the first place, having the Kane motherfucker pretending he was Philip, and all. oh, and then to make it to make matters worse, so Kane has defrauded this family, mm-hmm. and you know, lied still, still case and, for her, and still case for him, still and case. nobody, everybody's fine with it. Like you know, what kills me is. Two days ago, Nikki said to Michael, oh, Diane faked her death. Surely mm-hmm. she didn't pay taxes or anything. None of that ever happened. The only person who ever hated Kane was Neil. That was it. Yeah. Everyone okay. Ashby should have been killed off way longer before he was, or he or he left the scene. He was. I, I off, it. He was. They, yeah, they no, he's named way before I think. Okay, they should have told him Lane fans, fuck y'all plane and fuck y'all donuts. Fuck y'all plane, not the plane. It was one of the later in her tenure, it was one of the rare decisions that I agreed with Maria Bell on. Yeah. I'm I, like, I didn't mind that Maria did that. <laughs> that was a good death. The way they played that was like really good. Oh, it was beautifully shot. And well, the and then they ruined it. By creating a yeah, and, and then look, when, we wanted just for Kane and Lily to not even be together right now. They could have listened. Yeah, twin <laughs> brother. Then we were stuck with Jeannie Francis as that fucking Gina, Genevieve. Oh, bite your lip. Bite Ooh. Your Ooh. Lip. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, Maria. Thank you for like cowering to these stupid ass Lane fans. And I said stupid. Right, ass. like right, they, y'all don't give a fuck about them Lane fans now. No, nope, they like, don't. They were like, and I'm not even sure there are any lame fans anymore. Nope. Because nah, they're gone. <laughs> they're gone. They exactly. You know they what they call him? They call him Lilium, which they nobody calls Billy William. So I don't even know why they did that. I mean, well, well, be, because I mean, Emmy, they names rhymes. Exactly. It's it's either Lily or Billy. <laughs> right. They can't call it no switch name, so. Stupid. Look, that'd be like if they called them Loster, Lillian Foster. <laughs> right, right. That is so crazy. We keep casting, we keep putting Chelsea off on people. We want her to destroy everybody's marriage. We want her to destroy Sharon's marriage. Now we then we want her to destroy Abby's marriage. <laughs> now goddamn it, Alan said she might well fuck Billy. Yeah. Her, her and Jason Thompson sold some chemistry today. Yeah, they did they have did. chemistry. Mm-hmm. They did. Better than Noah. 
Or no. not Noah. Um, but yeah, Kyle. Bucket? Kyle. Yeah, yeah Kyle, they're, they're trying a, to get. Kyle looks like her son. Kyle looks like her son. Y'all need to stop. No, just like his auntie. Like, no, okay, stop. Mm. Mm. Anyway, it, it, it looked like, look like Kyle was going to ask her to, to wash hairs. Why him and someone went to the Cheesecake Factory? Uh, cheesecake Factory in Genoa City. Young the rest was gay. Like, the, just to ride away, and that's the most gay shit this thing, this show ever did, was that wedding and like that couple, that's the only gay shit they've ever done. They caught when Adam was getting his dick sucked by Ray, like they didn't want to like they didn't want to go there. That Victor Newman's son may or may not be bisexual. They could have played him bisexual at least. Because but he was the evil one and he was he bisexual. Was using, you noticed that, they, right? They used that plot. Mm-hmm. He was using Ray's his sexuality mm-hmm. you know, to play him. And mm-hmm. I didn't get that. I didn't like about that is like they made the show was just saying, oh, he just used the fact that Rafe was gay mm-hmm. out of him. And so like he just pretended, you know, mm-hmm. he's all along with him sucking his dick and like the face. I don't like that shit. I was like, you know what, Maria, fuck you, bitch. Cause like mm-hmm. that is ridiculous. And I wish that show, oh, they would never they they wanted to pretend it never happened. Mm-hmm. And Rafe, you know, Adam never dipped in the fucking gay pool for a second, but like, you know, it would be, I don't know. That they was not. Jordan Pearl trust now. They oh, were even oh, back. Lord, the purple dress and burning my Ashley. Yeah, he was dressing oh. in drag and shit. He was dressing in drag and like fucking like gaslighting Ashley and all this shit. So they use like gay tro- tropes and like mm-hmm. it's really like, it's yeah, no but no, that's why Nina. I said like that's why I said like how you know God and Light had Maureen, I mean um, Nadine Cooper get murdered by about damn cross Barry and Crane, yeah, by Brent. Like, and you know it's really no different than Dina Higley doing that killer story on One Life to Live with the Gay Dude, you know. Uh, oh, 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 oh y'all, y'all, y'all see what James B. Brownie did with um what's the name on Passion. Mm. Which will definitely that, uh, I, I, I can't even talk about that. So I can't before even talk we get to NBC, does anybody have any thoughts no. that have not been expressed yet? Go to NBC, Chad. Uh-uh, Go no, to NBC. No. Everybody know it should be a gay motherfucker on board, but it ain't. <laughs> 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 perfect. Well, perfect for me. We can talk um, about Maya for a half a second. Oh, um, like we've been doing for three hours now. Like Maya, we've we literally. Haven't talked- we haven't no, talked I mean, about we Maya. Did, no, we did mention Maya and, you know, Briefly. Carla Mosley not wanting to come back, you know, because of the real trans actor should be in the role. And no, well, I mean, we all know Maya was, it, or, like, it, right. that was one of the rare times Brad Bell was in his bag. Like, because yeah. I just knew Nicole was like her daughter that she had at 14. Yeah, when she thought, called, when she called think. that motherfucking Myron, I that's was screaming at the TV. I was screaming at my TV because oh. I stayed off of Twitter because everybody said, oh my God, bold. Oh my God. Oh my. I was like, that's why I thought let I me say my I, ass off Twitter. Let me say Twitter. I, I fucked around and watched that Friday cliffhanger. Yeah. I said, Brad Bell, you son of a bitch. I needed a cigarette after that. I said, that's, oh. the last, that's the last time Brad really like kind of shocked. The last seven years ago. 
seven years ago. Cause like ever since then, you know. Okay, no, you know what? After that, it was when Sheila came back for the 30th anniversary before I found out the story was gonna be trash. Right. When Kimberly Brown popped her motherfucking ass up. Seven breadsticks. Yeah, that's that's when yeah. My thing about the Maya story. So thank you for doing it, but I have watched B and B on and off since ninety-two, June ninety-two. They had Maya come on, and I was like, oh, you know, Carla Mosley and Lawrence St. Victor, they're coming on. Like, you know, Guy and Lights ended. I was so excited. They had this backstory. She was in jail, blah, blah, blah. She had a baby. And then she came out, James. Wait a minute. Wait, and see, that was the whole Wait thing. a so minute. Heavy. I couldn't wait until Monday. So I'm like, uh-uh. You gonna have to no. explain Ricky Paul Golden in this. Day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Explain Daisy. Whose coochie did Daisy. Daisy come out of then? If it ain't Maya's. Um, and that it came from a friend of hers. That... Stupid. That, <laughs> like Casey had said about Olivia and Natalia, this was an afterthought. Okay. Because this woman was clearly cisgender. And then they said, Ooh, let's make the black one trans. Now, thank you, Carla, for what you did. Shame on you, Television Academy. That bitch should have got her nomination. She put in work. She had that show on her fucking back. It should have been called The Maya and the Beautiful. She should have taken the- Yeah, because I loved about the story that there was a reemergence in Maya. It was. You know what I'm saying? Because- they, they had Caroline be such a bitch to her. And then Maya said, bitch. you know what? I'm tired of this shit. I'm going to be a bitch back. Right. I won't rig back and I'm going to get it. And she did. And they even had a trans man come on to educate everybody. Yeah. Like, this was good. Yeah. And then yeah. it wasn't. Brad was like, eh, fuck you. You he know what I mean? Boy was saying he got, he, got mm-hmm. he got rid of it. He got rid of it. As Brad does. It's impressive. He As was Brad- like, oh, Oh, you don't want to play her? Well, then I don't want anybody to play her. It reminded me of Scarlett Johansson. Oh, so I can't play a trans man? Then, well, I'm not going to give it to a trans man actor then. Like, you got to keep that. That character's very important. Like, come on, guys. That's, that's a popular, popular. Like, they made entertainment weekly. That yeah. is a popular couple. And you just waste them because the actress wanted to do the right thing? Exactly. Stupid. Stupid. Anyway, really okay, want. now we can move on to dates because I am done. <laughs> um, so anyway, not only out of all four soaps, but out of all the soaps, it took Days of Our Lives the longest to get any LGBT representation. Mm-hmm. 36 years passed by before their first gay character debuted. And that was Harold Wentworth, portrayed by Ryan Scott from 2001 to 2003. Uh, He is a flamboyant fashionista who, according to Scott, is about being honest with everyone. Anything less is not living. Harold was involved in a storyline with Jack Devereaux, where Jack Jack pretends to be gay. I remember that. To win back his ex-wife. Oh, Jack. Um, Then we had Sonny Kiriakis. Bill Horton, um, Neil uh, Heltgren, played by uh, Jesse Christopherson, 
uh, Brian, portrayed by Brant Daughtry, Jensen, portrayed by Derek uh, Magyar, uh, Brent, I love all these, you know, salt of the earth white names. Right. Um, <laughs> Derek, <laughs> portrayed mm. by Never. Oh, I did like Derek though. I I love Derek. Um, we Wait, also, who's Derek? Derek was that horny bellboy who like wanted to do a threesome with Paul and Will. Um, oh. Yeah, he even dated Paul for a bit. Um, and then, of course, we have Leo Stark. We have Craig, and wow. my personal favorite, Paul Narita. Uh, oh, I know, and you, and you left one out, and that's because it's not credited. But also, Ross Matthews' character, who played Kate's assistant, he was gay. Who? And he was hilarious. Ross Matthews. Who did he play? I he forgot. Played. He played Kate's assistant. I forgot his name. He played Kate's assistant because this was when he was working on Jay Leno. Uh, Honey, I think there's a reason two. he's not credited. Ooh. No. Um, so wait, what about Chanel? No, it wasn't like it wasn't like a. And then of course, like a, no. Oh. No, he was on a few episodes. It wasn't like he just came on as a special guest star. And I think his name was Ross. He was Kate's assistant. It was. She had Hearth and Home and he was 2000 Tiggs. Wasn't that like 2007? Yeah, it was like 2000 something when she was doing Hearth and Home. And he was hilarious. He was like her assistant, almost like one of her henchmen. Like he was hilarious. So let's talk about currently. Earlier we had brought up the Chanel, Ali, Johnny triangle and how it's kind of fizzling out a little bit. Um, Alan, how do you think overall Days of Our Lives has handled LGBT representation? It's been iffy. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's really bad. Like Will and Sunny, I never really were into them because Sunny was always so fucking creepy with Will. He had the fucking didn't he have the fucking box of like memories of Will? And it was like kind of pathetic. I never really found any chemistry between them. They're better now with Zach Tinkers in the role, but eh. I liked like, like Paul with Will. They were hot. I wish they would bring Paul back and put him with Sonny since you know they can't really play Will and Sonny much because Chandler Massey has a full-time job. And the show is Doing way of half couple, so we do him or recast Will. Oh my God! Now you already know, Alan. They don't recast; they kill you off. They don't. <laughs> Ooh. They Ooh. don't work a part time actress. Yeah, I guess. Now, see, Alan wants wants Will to get strangled again. You see that? But um, this time, Alexander well, Kuriak is gonna do. Will and Sonny, for the time when they did that, that was groundbreaking. Yeah, that was groundbreaking. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. But, like, they were out there welcome. Once, when Channel left that world the first time, and they had that little guy, Wilson, up in there, and, like, he's playing that little, he played Will like a little bitch, and, like, um, it just wasn't. Yeah, that, 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 was, that was just a, yeah, that was just a bad recast and bad it writing. Like, it, was, it also wasn't even bad writing, like, Give it was a bad they, they, they gave us our first gay triangle. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I, I mean, I hey. like Paul. I like Paul getting inserted in that. I like what Paul. What Paul was. I'm sorry, Rodrigo. Bad. What was Paul inserted in? Ooh. He inserted himself. Ooh. In, he inserted himself in that Ooh. because those Paul and Will sex scenes were fucking hot as shit. Like for 
days to even like even go there with those sex scenes. I was like, ooh. Okay. Yeah, Wilson was very good at sex scenes. I'll give him that. He's a terrible they, actor, they, good at sex they scenes. They went there. They went there with those sex scenes. I was like, okay, Paul. But then when Paul got with Chandler Massey's will, I said, oh, we have a ball game right here. Right here with these two because they were just hot and like Will was a little fast ass bitch and like, but he wanted, <laughs> Will, he wanted Paul. He had nothing to do with Sonny and them chest hairs and he didn't care about him no more. And then, you know, we'll have to get his fucking memories back. Ugh, okay, cool. Yeah, like, that's how I was. Like, I was never a big Sonny and Will fan. Sonny and Will never had the chemistry to me, cause mainly because Freddie Smith couldn't mm. act for him. Mm. Goddamn. How he the went. hell do you, how do you uh, work 10 years with Wally Kirk, Judy Evans, and you know what you were. John Anderson, and you don't learn a motherfucking thing? <laughs> You know, not actually, better. Son of a bitch. Ooh. Oh yeah, like that Tinker thing. God, oh shit. That thing so, is cute, but get rid of that mustache. Yeah, that mustache got to go. Ooh. Oh, they, that porn stash. That porn stash got to go. Stupid. But yeah, like that just uh, and and like I said this about a week or so ago. Just I think Paul is probably one of the best, if not the best, retcon kid. Yeah, because like like he. John was supposed to have conceived this child while he was on screen. While he was still in Salem. While he was still there. Right. He had this child. He had conceived this child. Like, (laughs) he was stressed out. Him and Kristen wasn't really together. Marlena was walking around burning down church and shit. He was stressed. (laughs) Okay? Had a little one night. Had a little one night. So one night. Okay. He he had him. He needed needed to release some stress. Okay. I, I believe. I believe you. Okay, he went to the Chinese restaurant, got him some hoonan. No, he got no. No, no, no. No, he he went to um he went to goddamn noodle Buddha. You know what? You need to die. And then he got a number seven chicken, and he ran into Paul's mama, and they made that motherfucker shake after a couple couple shots of sake. Yeah. I believe it too, because John was a little hoe back then too. John was just fucking like he. I can believe was a hoe though. He was a little hoe back then. He was. I believe it. So I believed it. So I, I, I honey, I, I think John got more children's out there. He, I think he do. I think he. Papa was a rolling. Stone. I mean, hey, Greta could be both. No memories. Mm-hmm. When he first came to the show, he had no memories of what the fuck he was doing. So like, I'm sure he got plenty of other kids out there. With, yeah, with that hair from the 80s, you know he produced other children. Paul, I believe that Paul was his child. Christopher Sean was amazing in that part. And he fun as hell. Paul was just no nonsense. He, you know, he was closeted, but he liked to have sex. He want, <laughs> he liked, you know, he liked what he liked. And he wanted him some Will. Sonny was kind of dry to him, but when he saw Will Horton, this shit was over. It was mm-hmm. over. It was over, but you know, they had to play it safe. Will was healed to Jesus. Okay. He had to cater to them Wilson fans. Uh, Wilson, Wilson, blah, 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 whatever. Mm. Why are you saying it like that? (laughs) That's what they did. That's annoying. That's what they did. They were worse than Lane fans. Power to them Wilson fans. Paul and and Will were that couple. They were the couple. They were the money couple. Fuck a Freddie Smith. And his chest hairs and all that fucking Ooh. Them suits he was wearing every fucking Ooh, day. Oh, damn. Not the suits. Guy no. Wilson, though. Shout out to Guy Wilson, who was an amazing bottom because yes, he, he made shit. those scenes. Oh, my. 
Yes, somebody, I thought a director would pull him aside and committed. say, baby, you know the share aired that. He you committed know the that part, goddammit. He committed, he committed 100% to that part, goddammit. Mm, like he, he, he wanted to be that bottom bitch. He was the bottom bitch on that, on that damn set, okay? You want me to be a bottom? I'm going to be a bottom. That's what he God was like, was. baby, I'm going to come over here and watch some <laughs> Devin Franco videos in preparation, Ooh. okay? He right. was watching some Devin Franco videos. Okay. So I like that aspect of it, but uh, they ruined that fucking try. Oh, they ruined Amen. it. Ugh. So then another NBC soap opera, Santa Barbara, aired from July 1984 to January 1993 and had a total of two gay characters. Um, and their story was pretty controversial. Uh, so the series starts off with the murder of Channing Cowpole Jr., who turns out to be bisexual. And during his relationship with a woman, Channing maintained a relationship with Lindsay, a man with whom he appeared to be in love with. Uh, Channing was portrayed by Robert Brian Wilson, and Lin- uh, Lindsay was portrayed by Joel Bailey. Um, so, Tiggs, let me ask you this. <sighs> Santa Barbara, yeah. with Channing being very, with being bisexual, was very controversial at the time. Mm-hmm. What is it like for you to hear that the Dobsons ended up sticking to their guns and did not give in to network or audience notes? They some OGs. Like Bridget Dobson learned from her motherfucking pants. No, you're not gonna tell me what the fuck I'm gonna write. Cancel me at that because they, they proved that with the end of Santa Barbara. Cancel they, me if you want to. They proved that when they, when they won the Emmy and they were barred from the damn studio. They won up with that. Okay, they got their motherfucking ass. Okay, they got their motherfucking ass. Okay. That's how I love it. the Dobsons were like before their time because. They didn't give up. They didn't give a fuck. Nope. Nope. Care. They wrote the show how they wanted to write that Santa mm-hmm. Barbara. That's why Santa Barbara is regarded as one of the greatest soap operas ever written. Mm-hmm. First, that was only on the air for nine years. For nine years, that show was on the air. That show should still be on the air today, like mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, but it was so ahead of its time, and you would even say Santa Barbara was kind of a parody of a soap opera because like the shit mm-hmm. they did, kind of like was not making fun of the soap opera, but they were kind of like making mm-hmm. fun of the soap opera at the same time. <laughs> but like, they did it in a smart way. They were self-aware. They were very mm-hmm. self-aware. Like, w- when your greatest death in the history of your show is when a big-ass C falls on a vi- your main character and kills off your character, you... Yes! You, you <laughs> kill him off of a fucking letter C. Bye. <laughs> they had a few missteps, like Eden being raped by her gynecologist. They did. They went. Well, there, honey, but... the misstep was Joe Fairfield oh. and Pratt. So that. <laughs> oh, but they hi, went there. hi, Joe. But they went there. That show did go there. They mm-hmm. weren't afraid to tackle them. But I'm surprised they only had two gay characters. That's the surprise. Well, I mean, if you think about it, though, only nine years on the air and. Who knows if it would have been on for many more years to come. Mm. You know, I'm sure more characters would have been introduced. But, you know, the fact is that, you know, the first, like, year of that show revolved around Channing's murder. That was a huge thing. And digging into Channing's past, because 
we didn't know anything about Channing and nor did his family. And so the fact that you're going to make that character this wealthy, we're told he's a playboy. We're told that Mason envies the fact that he was the golden son and you're making the character bisexual. That's pretty groundbreaking. Whereas Days took 34 years to get a gay character. So that is pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. Literally like GH took 34 years uh days took 36 oh 36 um but still you know santa barbara comes on and they said oh it's a part of our backstory in Mm -hmm. our first year of the show right in 1980 uh 1984 and so that's pretty kind of around the height of Mm -hmm. I see, I see you, Santa Barbara. I see you. I see you, Bridge and Jerome. Period. Okay, not Bridge. Yeah, Bridge. You did not call her Bridge. <laughs> Bridge. You do not know that woman. Don't be calling her Bridge. <laughs> you, know, you use her um, full government name. You call her Bridget. Bridget Chantel Dobson. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the final soap. Oh Lord mm. Jesus, we need to wrap this bitch up. Bridge is going to be mad at us, and she got to listen. <laughs> It's gonna take her three days to fucking listen to this podcast. I oh, know it. Shit. She's gonna listen to every minute. Yes, she is. <laughs> we love you, love We still have to do her top five legacy characters podcast. She's been begging for it for like three <laughs> yeah. years now. Um we we need to stop playing in Bree's face, okay? <laughs> um so anyway, let's talk about our final soap opera, which is Passions. Oh, uh, Passions aired on NBC from July 1999 mm. until September 2007, and then was picked up by the 101 Network from September of 2007 until it ended in August 2008. Uh, Passions is credited with having four uh, characters in the LGBT community. First, there is Chad Harris, portrayed by Charles Divens. He's originally perceived as heterosexual, although it later transpires that he is either bi or homosexual, uh, which he resents himself for. Um, Then Simone Russell, portrayed by Kathy Doe, is a lesbian who came out in 2005 and enters a relationship with Ray. Uh, Ray Thomas, portrayed by Hasario Hanaro, is a lesbian who enters a relationship with Simone. And then... Vincent. Vincent Clark. (laughs) Jean Marie, who is... Intersex. Um, girl, girl, girl. <laughs> James E. Riley, you motherfucker. You motherfucker. Rodrigo, go ahead, baby. Talk. <laughs> Talk to me. Talk to me, honey. I remember when the episode mm. where Whitney walks in on Vincent and Chad. I was just, I'm watching this. I was like, Something ain't right here. Something is not right. Mm. Um, oh, James E. Riley, you. <laughs> there's Zoe and Zarf, and then there's that character. Uh, that was um, Passions. Okay. Mm. Passions was known for the outlandish bullshit. They were known mm. for the outrageousness and. But that kind of like, I was not, (laughs) I was like, James, I don't know what you're trying to do, but this, this is not it, sweetie. Like, this is not, this wasn't it. This, it, 
Oh, Lord. Yeah, I would have uh, listened to me. If I met James, I would have given him some rice pudding with salt and pepper and let sent him <laughs> on his way. <laughs> he ain't getting the good fried so, chicken. He ain't getting the Kool-Aid. No, no what's interesting oh, here, oh, what's one. interesting here is it is noted that uh, Philip was the only one aware of where Vincent's story was going. However, uh, Daphne Duplex and Sienna Goines, who portrayed Valerie, were not made aware ever of the story arcs planned for them portraying Vincent, um, which I found really interesting. Um, that it just like they kept it from the actresses, but not Philip. You mean the man? That was the man thing. knew and the woman, the women didn't. It was just bizarre. That was a bizarre time. I just didn't get what James E. Riley's motivation was it for it. I'll if he's done an interview about what he was intending to do with that, I have not mm. read it. I don't know what the fuck that was. So Vincent was pretending to be a boy, but he was really a girl. Fox is faller, gets pregnant. What? And then, Father. so yeah, let's discuss So Inders, that, that so means you have both of them. He, yeah. um, he also repeatedly raped his half-sister Fancy. Mm -hmm. Not once, repeatedly. And then um, Vincent engages in the incest and adulterous affair with Chad, um, which was cited as starting prior to the show's storyline in Rome in the summer of 2006. Mm. Um, oh, my God. And then, of course, How everything... NBC. How the fuck did you read this script? <laughs> and say yeah we're gonna green light this we're going to like put this on the air because you know it's James James is quirky and crazy and like no like that let's always keep in mind they did not want gay characters in a gay couple but they greenlit this yeah. keep that in mind well, and this was a huge, I mean, I remember the promotion put behind mm -hmm. it as the stalker. This was a huge story. It was, you know, the summer of stalking. Like, this was a huge, so many promos um, were behind this. You know, it was a buildup. Like, we didn't know who the stalker was. We didn't know who the blackmailer was. And then. This and happened. here's the thing. This is a thing that Hollywood does, and I don't know why they do this to us. It's not so much anymore. It, it, it is a little bit, but not a lot. They, back in the day, would say, you want gay characters? We're giving you Vincent. You happy? No, we're not fucking happy. But you said you want gay characters. Not like this. Well, we're giving you gay characters. That's what it was. They were giving us what they thought we wanted, but mostly what they wanted to see. They wanted to write this shit. They did. And James, you you ain't looking down on us, baby. I said it. Just for that so storyline alone. Passions, you know what also breaks my heart mm. is that Passions was the first daytime soap to have a male same-sex scene. Mm-hmm. And... It's just so sad that it had to be that. Mm -hmm. Incest. Yeah. It's just so gross and sad that you're making history 
but it has to be that. Mm-hmm. And then Vincent was black. Vincent was intersex. So, hey, I gave you a gay character who was LGBTQ. Why aren't you happy? Why aren't y'all happy? Mm. No, the way, no shit. The way that I hope was... you choke on a chicken bone. <laughs> no, just like... <laughs> oh, not the chicken bone. No, it wasn't... <laughs> It wasn't cute. It wasn't giving. It wasn't. Mm-mm. It wasn't at all. It's just Mm-mm. like, hmm. Mm. But I feel like back then they were, and I'll say it, they were more bolder back then than they are now, which is the funny part. But they, they did it to be shocking. Yeah. If you are intersex, you are basically non binary. So why is it that you go online, you look up Vincent, and Vincent, first of all, if Vincent can't get pregnant, Vince is probably a girl. Why are they using his, him, his, and her, and um, wait, him, his, and him pronouns? It should be her or they, but they did it for shock value is what they did. They didn't see, do it for story. It. Because they did it for shock value and not for story, they didn't put any thought behind the term non-binary. None. And, you know, Mike, uh, Mike Paragard from the Boston Herald at this time uh, said that he didn't like that the that Vincent had murdered Ray Thomas, Simone's mm-hmm. lover, um, because it was timed alongside the reveal of Chad's affair with the man as a means to reduce the number of gay characters on the show. So mm. they're trying to be shocking, but yet they say we have too many gay characters. So let's keep the incestuous one right. and kill off the one that was kind of popular with Simone. Was minding her own lesbian business. <laughs> she was minding her own <laughs> lesbian business. And here, here Vincent come trying to kill her. <laughs> mm. passions, passions was another level child that show ooh, lord jesus that show was a mm. now um <sighs> so of course mm. vincent manipulated eve to incorrectly reattach julian's penis I just, um you know which what? was criticized <laughs> by the kids. You know what? So at that time that that plot was going down, um, (laughs) Mackenzie Westmore Mm. took to the magazines and criticized the story, saying that it has got to be the worst storyline ever done. What are they doing? She was not Um, She also has cited it later on as a reason for the show being canceled. Mm. And um, Kim Johnson... This is is why we didn't get Shawisa in. Okay. Kim Johnston Ulrich, who portrayed Ivy for the entire show run, uh, said she was confused by Vincent's story arcs, even though she was a fan of the series Supernatural Elements. There was no need. Girl, you were confused. We were confused. There was no need. (laughs) There is no one in the intersex community that is a murderer and that has their dad's baby. Come on. And then um, Tracy Ross, who portrayed Eve Russell, also responded negatively to Vincent's involvement in her character storylines. While discussing the filming of the scenes in which Vincent gives birth to his father's child, Ross said she felt physically nauseous and Mm -hmm. could only complete them after the show's acting coach, Maria O'Brien, convinced her of their comedic possibilities. And people are going to twist that and say that Tracy is intersex phobic no it was the storyline was very uncomfortable you have three of your actresses three actresses who had been on the show since day one (laughs) 
come out against the story saying how negatively impact it how negatively it impacts the lgbt community right and yet you let it air as one of your biggest all-time summer storylines with a shit ton of money placed behind the promotion awful and i shouldn't have done less i should have fired jamesy riley i'm sorry yeah it's like marlene mcpherson could have taken over it's like baby Casey could have taken over then (laughs) he could have written that shit from his crib I would have been like seven (laughs) okay James had a lot of autonomy Mm. with NBC to do wanted because of the way he resurrected days and he got recorded with his own show Mm -hmm. and at one point he was writing both days and same time mm-hmm. uh, so that you take that into effect because like his second day stint was pretty horrible um yeah. for me uh but like it kind of affected his work with passions because like okay in the earliest of passions yeah they had you know the quirky supernatural stuff it was amazing it was great but it did not cross over to what this vince story mm-hmm. like that that's when the show jumped the shark for me. That was taking it to another level of absurdity. And I mean, honestly, very like, that storyline was so offensive that mm-hmm. back then you didn't have a voice to like, we didn't, have, we didn't have the social media outlets where we can like complain, let, mm-hmm. complain, let them know that this is offensive as fuck. This is stupid. Um, and I'm sure the actors involved, they were not happy with it, but they, you know, they got to pay their rent. So they got to, like, deal with the story. But still, I can see how uncomfortable it was for them. I would love to pick Brooke Hurst here, pick her brain to see, like, what she really thought of that story because... Well, yeah, because now the show's canceled and none of these people work for NBC. So it's was- like... I was waiting on for our that. show. I thought we were going to get probably that. dead, so she can see yeah. her mind. Exactly. <laughs> I thought we were getting that passion document. Remember they were supposed to do that passion documentary a couple of years back during the pandemic. They were trying to film the passion documentary and everything. That never came out or anything. But I was so looking forward to getting their opinion about that actual you know, How story. come they never finished that? Like I that- feel like the show lost its access, and I know this is going to sound crazy. I feel like the show lost its access when Josh died because I feel that was yeah. James's muse. Martimmy's were the thing, honey. Because let me tell you, Martimmy's were the, he was the funniest part of that show. When he died, the show went off the rails. I'm, I'm, I'm just being opinion, real honest. Passions was by far and always has been, in my opinion, the worst soap opera ever created. Ever. It is so outrageously stupid. But it didn't um, start that way. I look back at that show and I think it only had one good year in it. If I'm mm-hmm. one, um, it was a, yeah, in that was, first year. Thank you. I, the person who got me addicted to the show when I went back and watched it, I was in love with Dana Sparks. Um, See, I, I was thought, a Mark, I, I was a Timmy fan, huge um, Timmy fan. Oh. Dana Sparks and um, I thought it was so great as Grace and. Um, <laughs> Give me a pass, Tabitha, with a show for me. And I love, um, I absolutely adored Tracy Ross um, mm-hmm. as Eve. Um, 
like Julian, Kim Ulrich. But the show was awful. It mm-hmm. really was. It was like they was had no money. They had no money to do any good effects. The effects have aged horribly. Um, Robin Strasser forgot how to act um, as Hecuba. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> it was just. <sighs> And I'm be real. If you were gonna choose Passions over Sunset, I would have kept Sunset Sunset Beach. I'm I would have too. Because Sunset Beach had so much more. Sunset business. Beach was a soap opera. It was what? a yeah. true soap opera. Remember yeah. when um, that girl was with her daughter's husband or daughter's boyfriend? Ooh, Cole, yeah, yeah. Olivia, yeah. Caitlin. Oh yeah, and Cole. Yeah, that shit was fire. And then you I used to love like but. We gotta talk. If we're gonna talk about Sunset Beach, we gotta talk about the turkey base, the honey. Oh no, I loved that. Oh, I okay. Virginia. Oh, Virginia, 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 so Virginia was my motherfucking girl. That was one of the greatest. Turkey base. We had a black ass villain. Yes. Barbara doing villainy shit. She was and the like, Sheila Carter of that yes, show, she honey. Was. And she. <laughs> <laughs> and unlike and unlike passions uh sunset beach actually had a budget so yeah they don't aaron like, spelling honey what you talking there um yeah, there's the earthquakes and yes, the, there was the, tidal waves when mm-hmm. the boat capsized and oh like i love that's when josh griffith could write mm, and terror the, island i, I love terror the, island right um, all that they were actually oh they were in that bag back then. They, they were in that. Aaron Spelling said, look, baby, I'll give you a little coin. I'll give you some coin. Bob he Goose gave them the like, coin. Bob Goosen left GH to go crazy. He sure did. And With like, his wife. Don't forget Meg. Because remember, he left that first when the show was really doing good. He left yeah. the show. And after he... Yeah. But Sunset Beach, if you want to choose between Sunset Beach and Pat, I'm sorry. Sunset Beach. By far. By far. Passion was the worst piece of shit I ever seen. (laughs) It was horrible. I like their theme song, though. No, I didn't even like the theme. I thought that shit was so stupid. Breathe in, breathe out. Ooh. Well, that sounds bad, but the actual theme was bad. I thought that theme song Um, was stupid. Like, you are my passion. Well, that right there. Don't make no sense. Well, that's how that girl. That's no, how it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Oh my like, lord! I can't stand when these. The only show I could ever stand that put lyrics into its soap opera was Another World. Besides that, I was like, no, ma'am. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh, God, I hated passions yes. so much. He hated passions up. with a passion. Okay, period. Um, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's been a very long journey for LGBTQIA uh, plus representation. Hopefully, it will get better. Mm. Um, you know, these shows hopefully still have a lot of years left. You know, B&B just got picked up for two more years a few months ago. Um, so we'll see. But hopefully, fingers crossed, writers and producers and network heads can realize that it's 2022. Um, and also, that, if you're okay. going to have straight people play gay roles, don't pigeonhole them. Don't make this the lead of Love Victor a gay boy in everything he does. He can do other stuff. 
Sorry, go ahead. I no, it's fine. Um, okay, it's fine. I mean, <laughs> I want to say though, to end this on a high note. Yes. Thank you to all of our listeners. Yes. Because, you know, most of the time it's just like, whew, five gay men bitching about soaps every week, like 50-year-old women who bitch about their children while they play canasta. And we've been doing this for five seasons and we appreciate you guys listening and That's supporting us. And we appreciate you, Emmy, for coming on and being our female voice and bringing us class and sophistication and professionalism. Well, well. And, you know, <laughs> You, you have you must got me confused. <laughs> And hope you are enjoying Pride Month. Happy Pride. Year homophobic shit. Year homophobic shit. Cuss the bitch out. Stream Beyonce's new single. It's shit. It's good. It makes you want to pop your pussy, but you got one time. We need to vote this summer. We got Vogue this summer to yes to Beyonce. Okay, Beyonce is bringing back Voguing and fucking and Drake is not. Let's just make that clear. No, no, no. Drake, leave that shit in the corner, baby. Like Beyonce, Not you the corner. Even Beyonce, in the closet, Beyonce said, "Don't." Beyonce said, "Don't play with me, bitch." Like mm-hmm. I'm, you know, you you can have your little record over there, but me. Oh my god! I and it's like worth noting a, they're both coming out with their seventh album the same year. Yes, they are. Oh my god! I feel like this is a Dick Clark telethon. Going into hour four, we've raised one point two million dollars, and we ain't raised no money yet. We will um, get there. Anyway, Tiggs, I thought that was beautifully said. It, it was. It, it, you kind of scared me for a second because it sounded like when Star Jones announced live on the View that she was leaving. <laughs> you were like, for five seasons, <laughs> you all in my spirit. I was like, I don't know why we need somebody trying to pull another D up in here, but whatever. Um, but anyway, Alan, where can they find you on Twitter, my baby? I'm Bishop Super and Lois and Alan Swabo. Oh my God. <laughs> Stay on their throats, yeah. Alan. <laughs> um, and then Chaz, if you're still alive, where can they find you? <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Tube Top. Uh, oh, 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 okay, okay. Uh, so Chaz is ready. He's ready for that. Chaz, thank you, Chaz. Thank you so much. But I know thank you for Chaz has been up for Chaz, about an hour and forty-five minutes. Chaz should have been gone two hours ago. But okay. He's still- <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chaz pops in every time he hear like a Sheila Carter or something. Sheila said, "Oh, yeah, yeah, she she showed it." Mm. <laughs> um, Tiggs, where can they find you, my darling? The Ben Master Part Two. Wonderful. And Rodrigo, where can they find you on that bird app? You can find me in that fucking bird app at Rodrigo World 81. Wonderful. I'm at, I'm at Okay. okay I did. I did. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you had one incident for the first time in three. You got... You hey, fuck you, J Lo fans. I can say Ooh. what the fuck I said. I Ooh. said what the fuck I said. You that get incidences on Twitter just as that much. That documentary as was terrible. At me, bitch, because I have Emmy in my corner. Thank you, boo, 
for your yeah. thank you for that, baby. And the documentary is horrible. I said what I said. Anyway, mm-hmm. bye. Thank you. You got Indy in your corner and me in your thighs. Oh, um, oh my lord. <laughs> Andy, where can they find you on Twitter? Miss Emmy Morgan across all platforms. Um, yeah, check out my TikToks. They're funny. Thank you. Okay. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at KCSH. You can find our show on Twitter at the chat underscore podcast. And you can also find us on Facebook at the chat show podcast. The 49th annual Daytime Emmy Awards airs on June 24th, and we'll be having that special episode next week on June 29th. Um, Go, Cynthia! Okay, Okay. damn, Rodrigo. (laughs) It's late, and you hollering everywhere. (laughs) Honey, that's not the first time he hollering late night. Well, Well, baby, that's because Rodrigo and I know when to stop. Um, Oh, Lord. Anyway. <laughs> have a good night everybody thank you for tuning in god is this like our longest episode yet i, I think it is <laughs> yeah because you're so gone. tired oh yes, lord it, we we've been going like dinner four and a half hours it's almost mm. midnight but this is a Welcome good subject though. this is a really good subject i like this subject. and if you hear me chew mind your own business because i had to break out some pasta and crack because i was getting hungry oh, oh, okay the no pool. no I'm, I'm i'm making me some wine right now i'm like shit i'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> My whole bottle of wine in this fucking time past, yeah. Amen, baby. <laughs> I know that's right, okay? Look, invite me over. And, um. <laughs> good night, everyone. Bye, Bye. good night. Bye. Bye. Good and respect gay motherfuckers and trans motherfuckers. Happy Pride, and not y'all. Enjoy motherfuckers. the Pride, motherfuckers. And pansexual motherfuckers. Just respect people, goddamn. <laughs> Let them fuck who they want to fuck. Damn. Be proud of your pride. Whatever. Okay, ha- happy gay month because you gay. Gay pride month. Oh, How many spins you say yourself? They whatever. Oh Lord, there you go.